Hey, Smartomites, this is Ming Chen, and you're listening to the Smart Coast Morning Show, West Coast Edition, with my evil twin, Marty Yu. Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smart Coast Morning Show, Tuesday edition. Yep. West Coast Live. Tune in, join the conversation. We are uh, streaming at Ustream, uh, which is uh, what? Oh, Jesus Christ, I can't remember. Jam Master Live. Jam Master Live. Where we and we're it. all dressed for radio. Oh, yes. Yes, I put on my radio <laughs> face. Uh, there's um, You can join in on the Tweet Fest at uh, Nooner Dan Marty and send an email to the mail sack at noonerpodcast.gmail.com. Joining us on the mic, we've there got. Jam Master. Yes. And Good morning. we've got Emily O'Hara. Hello. Hello. And uh, Bill Twatterson. It's Tweederson. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's been turned into a cricket. Um, and uh, Steve is AWOL today. Yeah. He never lets us know why. He's enigmatic that way. Mysterious. I know. Um, by I'm the sure way, it's something terribly sexy. Knowing him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good morning to to Jade Lynn and Peter WG and PDG and Darren and Mike and see. This is what happens when you get to when you tweet in and and there's some people that I have not heard from before. Maybe I have and I've just forgotten. But uh, we've got. Um, uh, let's see. Jasmine. Liberty Mutual, I believe is. Oh, oh no, it's a recommendation. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> And then Candice, Cassandra. Um, and then we've got, you know, the, the others like uh, Darren and Drew and, and Jeff and Mike and No Bill. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, good morning, everybody. Uh, we'll get started with me. All right. Hello, As me. As usual. As usual. <laughs> well, okay. So you've got, um, you've got like people that, that they say, like, if we raise the minimum wage, like... Uh. Uh, It'll destroy the country. You know, it will be going to economic turmoil. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Dayton, Ohio, there's a or Canton, Ohio. I'm sorry. Uh, my apologies to Ohio. <laughs> there, there's a local Walmart there that is holding a food drive to benefit employees of that Walmart who are in need. Holy oh my God! Wow. Wonderful. <laughs> ah, you have been waiting to use that. I've been waiting. All He's right. not here for it. I know. Well, I feel like he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't need him now. We have yeah, that. Clip. We have that now. So <laughs> wonderful. Walmart has asked. They're coordinating this. Basically, they're saying wow. we are not paying our employees enough to live to eat. So can you chip in? And by the way, you know, if you want uh, six Bastards. six pack of underwear for two bucks, yeah, aisle twelve, blue light special. Um, oh man, it's it's insane. Okay, and so then you've got that, and then you've got uh, you know Obamacare is going to destroy the country, and then meanwhile, like, what does it mean when forty million people have no health care? Yeah, is yeah. is that is that the pinnacle there? Is that where? So my question to everybody is, uh, how do we value a society? What what makes a good society? If our country is so great, what makes it so great? Is it just because Hap, uh, you can I have a gun? Because uh, we were told that when we were children. Yeah. Right, right. It's this this entitlement, uh, this American exceptionalism. But what makes us so exceptional, except for we have a bunch of gold in Fort Knox and we have you know, uh, more guns than people? 
Do yeah. I really? Is that a fact? Did you just uh, state a fact or do you make that one up? I believe we do. I believe that's true. Holy cow. It's, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I want, now I want to look that up. But So, like... Uh, what makes us? Yeah, what makes us good? Is it do we do we measure a, a society by our GDP, our our life expectancy, or general happiness? I think I think America was pretty cool, right? You know, when it was really taking hold, and it really you know when you kept expanding west, and it was just that world of excitement of of what happens when we go further west, and there was this no. sort of pioneer spirit, and then after that, after things had already been established, and you know the west had been won and it just started feeling like the place where everything was growing and it was the land of opportunity and new ideas and new and and you know refugees could come here and it was a safe place to be and there was enough to go around and you know just as we've aged those things have naturally gone away yeah the luster's worn off well i mean now we have too many people the resources are kind of stripped we don't know what to do with with how many of us there are and we don't know what to and, do with and there's the, a divide. The diversity and there's yeah. a divide in like so if you look at like the top uh you know we're we're an urban country mm-hmm. and then we're also a rural country so if you you know you look at the democratic split republicans and Dem, dems it's you know roughly 50 50 mm-hmm. you know uh maybe a couple more democrats but then you look at um all the top five big largest cities in the country all have democratic mayors. Mm. And so that says something about what the, the, the very, the difference between an urban, uh, society versus a, a rural society. Or, yeah. Yeah. uh, so there, there's that divide. So <clears throat> every year there's a, a group called the legatum legatum Institute, mm-hmm. and they do what, what's called the prosperity index. And then they, they measure countries, uh, like based on various um, metrics. So, is Liechtenstein through the roof still? Uh, actually, <laughs> the the ones that are very popular. Well, I'll just you know. So they have things like happiness. Um, you know th- that would be one measure. And the U.S. is not in the top ten. We haven't been in the top ten in three years. That's um, not surprising. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, but you know, judging from what you see in you know in various. The way that people crow about America, we should be happy if we're. This is such a great fucking country. Yeah. Um, but no, we're, we're not. So Norway is the happiest country, right. or, or uh, either Norway or Switzerland. Um, and uh, yeah, we don't rank in the top ten in any of these things of prosperity of. Uh, that we rank highly in health. We rank fifth, I believe. Mm. But that's only be- that's only based on California. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, they they don't rate that necessarily on the quality of of, uh, of health care. But it's like life expectancy and mm. and the availability of drinking water. So they, there are some weird metrics there uh, that they use. But um, and you know, I, I think. Americans would probably look at this and say, well, uh, this is a, you know, this is not how we, well, the problem is we've gotten into our heads that our country should be measured by the Dow Jones. You know, the, uh, the fact that the stock market broke 16,000 yesterday is, you know, the highest it's ever been. And we've gotten it. It's been ingrained in us that that is a measure of success. 
Yeah. But in our day to days, you know, everybody listening. If you, if you have to have a food drive right. by a place yeah. to yeah. work to you feed know, you, that's a pretty. A, a fucking artificial number in some computer in New York doesn't help you yeah. feed your, your, your kids. Exactly. And so I don't think. And I think the, the reason why that, that's been a problem is. Because of who I mean, I, I sound like a broken record now, but the people who influence uh, the the country, the direction of the country most through lobbying and and uh, you know political donations are the ones who benefit most from the Dow Jones going over sixteen thousand or the New York Stock Exchange, you know, reaching sixteen thousand. Yeah. Um, so that is, uh, and the problem is then the the president rather than you know. Oh, and the other thing is the other measure that people say like we have to tackle is the deficit that is ruining our country. Right? Is that really ruining our country? Again, it's just it's a number, and it doesn't affect the day to day of the Walmart employee who has to. You it just know, doesn't look good. That's how I feel about does, the deficit. Sure, and we shouldn't in- increase it certainly, but I don't think it should be a priority to reduce it down to zero uh, while people are st- boring. Hey, everybody. Bill's here. Oh, fuck. Boring. Um, so we've been discussing. Yes. So, but... Financial hey, family. breakdown. The president Hi, shouldn't Bill. even engage on that sort of stuff. He should be talking about the problems that exist and the, how, how to uh, attack those things of how to make people happier, how to make reduce income inequality. I wish that Americans were humble enough to look at other countries that do things really, really well. And say, maybe we should get over ourselves and try to learn from that. Because, yeah. like, we're so, like, no, we're American and we're, this is a democracy and this is, you know, capitalism and we're going to stick to that because that's our identity and we like it best. And yeah. it's like, okay, but it's not working. Yeah. Right. <laughs> can, we look at, can we look at something that is and then maybe take our heads out of our asses and say, what is working about that? Maybe we should apply it to us because we don't want to, you know, be hoisted under the weight of our own petard, which is sort of feeling like what is happening right now. Yeah, I I agree with you. Tyson mentions that uh, the ability to criticize the system without being executed um, for it is pretty great. That's another thing that everybody likes to get high on their horse about. But it's also, (laughs) it's pretty cheap. And none of these other countries I've mentioned have, you know, the the restrictive things that, you know. It kind of reminds me of Facebook where it's like everybody on Facebook is going, oh, this is terrible, and oh, this is great, and blah, 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 but nobody does anything? Like, yeah. yay, we can talk about right. whatever we right. want, but we exactly. have no power to do anything. That's, the, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, What's so, this new machine you have, Marty? Um, it's a pacemaker, and uh, <laughs> it's keeping me alive. Ooh, can Are I you have Iron it? Man now? I am Iron Man, <laughs> yes. Uh, Bill, welcome back. We've missed you. Yes. I, have missed, I have missed my family here very uh, much. He's looking at Emily only. I was looking directly at Marty when I, I have I have evidence. Uh, so, are you healthy again? Uh, I am. I, I haven't been sleeping great, but I am. Uh, I'm not sick anymore. Um, and tired, how is how is um, Katie Heigl? Katie Heigl. Uh, she and I didn't spend a whole lot of time together. Uh, oh. My scenes were with Tom Wilkinson and Sam McMurray. I huh. love Tom Wilkinson. Me too. As do I. Is he a nice guy? He's an incredibly nice guy. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He's, he's so good. He's an incredibly nice guy. I'll tell you, there was this... I, 
for really stupid reasons that I don't even I'm almost embarrassed to go into. Uh, I was having nightmares before the. Okay, briefly. Uh, just oh, do I have to talk ca- more politics? Ca- no, catch people up on on what. Oh, right. What, what you were um, I was working in Cleveland on a feature film called Fuck Jenny's. Cleveland. <laughs> uh, jealous called Jenny's Wedding, uh, written and directed by Mary Agnes Donahue, who wrote Beaches and it sounds White like a Oleander. horror movie. Horror. Movie, <laughs> and, uh, right? It was about lesbians, so that part was horrible. Uh, <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? Uh, Veronica Guerin, I think I'm pronouncing that right. No, it's, it's pronounced Mars. Right. And uh, <laughs> old big fan of the show. <laughs> and she's writing and directing this feature. It's a sort of a family dramedy about uh, a woman who has come out in her personal life but hasn't come out to her more conservative Midwest parents. And it's a very close-knit family, so it, it causes a lot of turmoil when she decides to come out and marry her life partner whom they always thought was her roommate and Catherine Heigl is the uh, is the woman in, in, in question Tom Wilkinson is the dad um, who plays the mom I don't remember but she's famous too but I didn't have any scenes with her so fuck her wonderful uh, <laughs> and um, what was your role I was a Cleveland firefighter it's one of those rare movies shot in Cleveland that's actually set in Cleveland um, so I was a Cleveland firefighter, and we shot at the University Heights fire station. Nice. And Tom Wilkinson is like sort of one of the senior firefighters there. So we were we're all in our gear with our smoky faces coming back from smoky faces. Saving, was saving it terribly lives. sexy? Did you guys I know, do a I'm calendar after? I'm getting turned on. Pretty sexy. It was pretty the wind sexy. machine in the background. <laughs> and how many days did you get to work? Uh, I was only on set one day, but I had four scenes. Oh wow, that's um, a lot of stuff. And it was great. I had. So a call sheet is sort of your instructions for the day. You get it the night before a film shoot, and it has everybody's time when they're supposed to be on set, who's working, what time they have to report, uh, and what to expect, what scenes you'll be shooting from the script and the pages, the correlating pages in the script, that kind of thing, the location, parking information. So I got the call sheet uh, late, like 8 o'clock the night before, and... I, one of my more poisonous relationships out here was with a woman who has an unusual spelling of her name, and that name was on the call sheet as the wardrobe stylist or wardrobe assistant. And I was, and I was like, oh, no, not here, not in my Cleveland, not in my ivory tower of Cleveland. Leave me alone. And was, she a, up, was she a wardrobe woman? It wasn't her. Oh. It, was, it wasn't her. Yeah, it wasn't her. There are more than it wasn't one her. people that go by the name Cher. But it was spe- it was spelled funny. Yeah. Um, I get it though. S-H-A-R-E. And uh, so I had all these nightmares about sucking. And so I I got on set kind of tired and and, and nervous, which was annoying because it's not a big part. It's not a big deal. I'm working with people I've been in production with for 12 years. I should feel I'm in my hometown. I should feel... At home. Yeah. But I was was nervous because I had slept really poorly. And... I'm sitting at the head of a table dealing cards to a bunch of firemen. Tom Wilkinson walks in. This is the blocking. This is, the, this is what the actors, the movement of the actors. Tom Wilkinson walks in behind me, says something. I say something to him. He keeps walking. We have an exchange like that. Um, so when we're setting up the, the blocking, it's called, uh, Tom Wilkinson walks in, puts his hand on my shoulder. Same shoulder that Clint Eastwood put his hand on. Nice. And uh, I just held it there pretty strongly and was like, hi, to the table, addressing the table of firemen. Hi. I'm doing it now. I'm Tom. <laughs> and he just, for the whole direction of the blocking from the director, he just kept his hand on my shoulder. And it was literally like, <laughs> it was like, you know those. You had an actor boner? No, you know those, air, you, don't, you don't want an airplane like refuels a plane in mid-flight so the plane can keep going. Uh-huh. It felt oh, like yeah. that. It felt like oh, I just felt like completely, oh. or like a like a like a bicycle tire, a flat bicycle tire yeah. that got inflated. I just felt like 
It felt so good. So then when we went into it, it was like, oh, this is easy. This is just acting with actors. Oh. That's awesome. awesome. That's a professional. Yeah. 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 I saw Michael Clayton again recently. He's so and good at He's that. amazing. I mean, you know, it's weird, very difficult to play a crazy person and have, like, make them sympathetic. Yeah. Um, and he does it. You're and not it's, number two. That's me. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sorry. I found myself. Uh, it's back to technical issues myself. that we sh- we shouldn't necessarily talk about while we're doing it. Well, then why the fuck did you bring it up? <laughs> the other actor in the scenes, and I had a lot of time with him in the green room, which was great. Was uh, Sam McMurray? Do you know Sam McMurray? Nope. Uh, Raising Arizona. Uh, Never a lot of people it. in that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if you've seen it, then I can direct you to the actor that it is. Go on. Oh, is he the guy who gets punched in the on. face? Yes, he's the guy who gets punched oh, in the face. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah, and he was in uh, he was in Tracy Ullman's show and Dinosaurs, and he was Sam Levine's dad in Freaks and Geeks. I mean, he's a character oh, yeah. actor. He's been you'd in know him every, if you saw him. The second you saw him, you'd know him. Yeah. Um, there were about two hours in the green room of downtime, uh, and I just set him up to hit these stories out of the park. Like, hey, Sam... Uh, any of the transportation guys that rescued to tell Polak jokes? Because this thing in Raising Arizona was telling racist Polak jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that just, he was like, oh, yeah, Raising Arizona. And then he just started telling that story. And I was like, Sam, oh, nice. uh, what was it like with Bubba? And just like two hours of like nice war stories from, from you know, one of, the, one of the greatest character actor comedians. And he yeah. did, he's great with impressions too. So like it, all of his stories would lead him to doing all these impressions. And it was just you great. You got to start carrying around your recorder. I know, I know. That could be a supplemental to the podcast. Yeah, it could. Yeah. He, I mean, he, once he gets going, it, it was great. And sometimes when an actor gets going with stuff like that, it's like me, 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 me. And another <laughs> thing that's great about me. And it just didn't feel that way at all. Because he was talking about the other people that he... Yeah, and the, and the, it, the experience. I feel like it always kind of correlates to success. Like if you hear a really unsuccessful actor go off like that, just by the fact that they're unsuccessful, you're like, shut the fuck up, who cares? But it's like you know to hear like somebody iconic or somebody very well respected and who's been around for ages go off like that. All of a sudden, it doesn't feel selfish. Right, yeah, I don't know. Or it's what more interesting. At least. That is. Yeah, but you can have like really unsuccessful actors have uh, run-ins with like very interesting people but for some reason it's like uh, it the lack like of name success instead of yeah it doesn't feel like I'm talking about my peers it feels right. like I'm going to drop these names so you'll look at me more that's what I do when I talk about it, yeah <laughs> I, j- I just did it for the last 10 minutes on the podcast actually, and this was... other time when Tom Wilkinson and I were hanging <laughs> yeah. out yeah where was his hand then so yeah, yeah. so me and Tommy you know <laughs> yeah um, well speaking of acting last uh, week there was a, a report of Tom Cruise, uh, I guess it was a week or two ago, that Tom Cruise in his uh, divorce deposition said that making a movie was like going to war in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. Do you remember oh, hearing that? And that. it was Mark Wahlberg that wigged well, out, right? Uh, yeah. And so, uh, so he said that, you know, he was saying it's very difficult to be away from your family. And, um, and then, <laughs> like, his lawyer likened it to... Yeah, anyhow. So it was reported that, you know, he, he said that it was, it was the equivalent of going to war. And then at the screening of Marky Mark's uh, new movie, he just, without naming Tom Cruise, in the, the Q&A afterwards, he said, like, how fucking dare you? Um, you know, he goes, for actors to sit there and talk about, oh, I went to SEAL training, I slept on the... I don't give a fuck what you did. Uh, you know, because he goes, at the end of the day, you get to go home to your to your hotel room and have chicken or whatever, and then just like just went off without without calling him out by name. But everybody knew what he was talking about. Right? I think later he said specifically that he wasn't talking about Tom Cruise. Well, but of course he was. Who else? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the problem. You know, so it, it brings up this point of like, you know, we get 
when we get to work, we get paid a fair wage. You know, mm-hmm. we get paid a lot of uh, money. We get the, the opportunity for residuals uh, for. You know, sometimes it's residuals. Sometimes <laughs> that's how that's how Bill Cosby pronounces it. Uh, and you know, there are times when you work really late and it's cold, like you worked in the the cold, and and but not not for money, not for very much money, not for much money. No, but you do it, and it. But you get to go home at the end of the day, and it's fun, and you get to be on screen. And, yeah, to and our empty apartments. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, to our cats. Or dogs. Yeah. <laughs> to the bathroom. No, but, but like, especially if these people getting paid, you know, millions of dollars a movie, for them to complain at all is is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I mean, it might be hard, but you shouldn't complain. You also have enough money that you never have to do it again, so you're you obviously only yeah. doing it because you want to, right. so shut up. But here's the thing that... That uh, so that happened in the actual Tom Cruise deposition. His lawyer in the deposition said that making a movie was like going to Afghanistan. Then the another lawyer asked that of Tom Cruise. He said, "Now your counsel has publicly equated your absence um, from your your daughter, like going to uh, Afghanistan. Are you aware of that?" And he goes, "I didn't hear Afghanistan, but he said that's what it feels like." And then he he said, uh, then he was asked. Do you believe that the situations are the same? And he said, "Oh, come on! You know, we're just making a movie." So he did not say that. It was his lawyer doing that for hyper- hyperbolic, you know, effect oh. to make it a hardship. And now everyone hates Tom Cruise. And now everybody yeah. hates. Tom everybody Cruise. is always looking for a reason to hate Tom Cruise, though. I don't need one. I just do. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> don't enjoy him. I mean, I, yeah, that's why nobody likes hearing about actors complaining about anything. I disliked him before he jumped around on couches and was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's. I think he's fine. I liked him. I liked the the Mission Impossible movie. A Few Good Men was the only time I ever enjoyed him. Ris- risky Business? You didn't like Risky Business? Never saw it. I liked Rain Man a lot. Rain Man, I think, would be my. I liked Rain Man because of Dustin Hoffman, yeah, not because exactly. of Tom Cruise. Yeah, but he was a good foil for for Dustin mm. Hoffman. I feel. Yeah. I think a lot of actors could have been a good foil for Dustin Hoffman. Sure, but he was the one that was there. <laughs> Emily, I... I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him that. <laughs> I think it would have been better if he would have said foil like rats. Foil oh, again. <laughs> um, I have to call out the elephant in the room. You, you right. came in, Emily, with track marks. On, oh, yeah. Um, but I'm a tidy junkie. I had a nice little Band-Aid oh, over it. Oh, what, what you happened? Got? It was sterile. I just had my blood drawn for... Look uh, what I got. What? What oh my God! Oh, yeah. Bill is covered. With, I don't know. I'm going to a doctor next. With red pock marks. Yeah. Jesus, okay, I thought they were spider bites, but then, yeah. Then if they, I no. scratch them, do they itch? That feels good. <laughs> uh, well, but now if you get the zombie my, virus don't starts, me. yeah. yeah okay. exactly. Ground zero. Can you move a little further away? <laughs> if you see it spreading, Emily, just say say the the. the Safe word, and we're out of here. Yeah, I, don't know. I think word. they're spider bites. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> when I scratch them, my arm gets super purple. Ooh. Yeah. That's not what I want. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm being taken over by the demon Krampus. He's manifesting himself in my body. Uh, or scabies. I don't know. Either one. Bill, what is the most difficult? shooting thing that you've had to do um and please complain about it the highest stress i was under was actually jersey boys 
but it wasn't the most difficult. The most difficult is for for me was with the stress being performing live and uh, the stress being group. playing a song live. Uh, the entire song had to you know if I missed one note, I blew the scene because the lead actors had dialogue throughout the song while Did we were you playing. Blow? Did you? Blow? I didn't. Okay. We were playing because you're a professional. I am. We were playing the instruments live. I didn't find out we were going to be playing the instruments live until the night before. I didn't get the sheet music until the day before, but I couldn't. But you find, can't even read. Sheet I can't read sheet music, and I couldn't find any. Any versions of the song in that key, so there's nothing for me to play along to. Um, and also, the conductor wanted to use his American Federation of Musician guys, so he was deliberately making it difficult for us. Uh, and he just walked on set and was like, "Okay, we're starting for bar 25 and three, four. And I was like, oh, I was like "Dude, I can't read music. I don't know what the fuck that he means." Did the Bob Fosse? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just right, he wants. Yeah, and and you know he he kept. You know, taking pot shots at the band whenever, uh, you know, so it's just like, it's just kind of undermining. And all of that, we had two rehearsals of the song with the band whom I had just met. And it takes time to develop a chemistry with a drummer. And but our rehearsals were in costume under the lights live in front of 50 extras in the entire film crew. So dress rehearsal. Yeah. So we rehearsed twice before cameras rolled, and I, at the whole time I was like, I, "I'm looking for bar 25. I don't know where the fuck it is." <laughs> so I, that was that was particularly stressful. Um, and then once they started shooting, um, Clint Eastwood doesn't call action, doesn't call cut. So you're you're just living that moment, and then when you go to do another take, you're like, "Well, shit, I have to remember all my continuity." Right. And That's if not you don't, helpful. If you why? Why? I've noticed that has become a, a thing. Of the not calling action and not calling cut. Why is that? Why are they doing that? That's the cool kids thing. Though. I think it's to, to get a more organic sort of feel on set. But it's very People confusing how they, for well, an actor. It was really confusing yeah. for me after the first take. Because mm-hmm. then, I, because I, I didn't know when cut was going to be. I thought it would be when the song ended and it wasn't. I had to sort of retroactively remember. I don't know if you guys know what continuity. It, ju- it just means doing the same thing every time so that when you edit the different angles, they'll edit together. Like if your left hand is scratching the back of your head and in the next take, you either don't do that or you use your right hand, it's not going to cut together. It's going to look weird. So normally you're tracking your continuity in a take um, so that you can do the so that you can repeat it, but because no one called cut, there was a full minute after the song where you know so I you set the guitar down. You, yeah, uh, and when I, no one calls action, you're like, well, when did it start? Right, and that that one I that one we had the click track from the composer. Oh, okay. So that 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 was uh, we were lucky in that regard because um, yeah, we knew we knew marker, when we were going to begin. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, so then I was like scrambling to remember, you know, did I take the bass off and set it down my right hand or my left hand? And because I wasn't tracking that because no one had called, you know, I thought the, I thought the scene was over when the song was over. Mm. Um, so it was a lot of, you know, and who knows if, it was, if I was even on camera, but you, these right. are the things, if you're trying to be professional and, make, and do your editor then, a favor, these are the things you're trying to track. Right. But then you got people like um, Martin Scorsese who doesn't give a shit about continuity. If you see right. his movies, you know, drink levels change and mm-hmm. hand switches, nobody cares. Or he doesn't care. Right, so. and they they were shooting three cameras for a lot of it, so right. I wasn't like, I wasn't kicking myself over it, but I'm trying. That's my job, and it's harder to do under mm-hmm. those circumstances when the conductor doesn't like you. The you yeah. know that you didn't get the track until the night before. You, you can't read music. It's assumed that you can read music because you're a musician. Um, and we didn't have sheet music. You know, it was, it, we were set, it was set in the fifties, so I even thought we'd have our music stands and we'd be. Yeah. Set, no, we were standing up and playing. So, oh, and then right before, when I finally figured out what bar twenty-five meant, and of course it meant the beginning of the sheet music that I was sent. All I had to do was say we're starting from the fucking beginning. Um, <laughs> where I finally figured out where we were actually starting and and was in the right key and everything. And I'm a, I, I literally said to myself, I got this, I got this, I got this. The choreographer walks up and he's like, okay, guys, so it's step to the left, step to the right. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I just got all of these elements 
in my head right before the and first the choreographer's take. mind. It's like, how fucking hard right, is that? It's, it's just a step to the left. It's like, I fucking do it. It was like the twelfth thing. It's like added walking, on. you dumb shit. Oh my god! So that I mean, I, I was having I was having fun, and I, I I'm proud that I you know stood and delivered, yeah. and, and I actually did have fun in the actual playing of the song. Like I would turn to the guitarist and share a smile, and like I actually performed and had fun. But in terms of being Stressed really out. stressed and like teeth grinding, like and it's yeah. fucking Clint Eastwood, and you know I hadn't yeah. done a big feature okay. like that. You know? But what's the hardest like effort, physical like Yaver, the Yaver spot? The oh, German when you had to hold commercial. the your bladder. I've heard that story. <laughs> oh yeah, no, just it wasn't you had your bladder. To, no, it wasn't my bladder. It was it was, it was cold and lack of food. Oh, I, pee, I peed in the ocean. Right, uh, but <laughs> I was going to I'm get never going to swim in the ocean again. Again, oh god! Sorry, German Sea. Hey, I actually have a clip of uh, Clint Eastwood calling action. I think here. Oh, there it is. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> those are the old days. Um, but that was just like uh, I went to get something at the food truck, and they're like, "Williams, come, Williams, come, come here." And I, was, and I was in line at the food truck, and I was like, "Oh yeah, what do you got?" Come, come. And I followed this guy like to a dock to a boat. And he's like, on the boat. I was like, what? The fuck? So we got on the boat. And we were out at sea for the next four hours. And I didn't fucking know. And I was like, right. I was getting food. I was fucking starving. And now we're out. <laughs> like, and it's cold. And they're like, do you mind getting in the ocean? I'm like, oh, jeez. But you had to get into the ocean? <laughs> Just like waiting and, you know, yeah, hanging that's out. Into the ocean. Director, yeah, into the ocean. Director Dexter Morgan? <laughs> what was going on here? This Hungarian guy who called me, Williams, Williams, come. That was the only direction. <laughs> he would like, I would walk out like 500 yards, and then the direction was, Williams, come. And I would walk towards the camera, and that was the whole direction the whole time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but so that was, I mean, that, that was physically challenging because I, I have uh, high metabolism, like low blood sugar, so yeah. without food. And then it was cold, and then I was in, a, in the ocean, this German Sea in, in October. Uh, That's fun. It was, I was definitely trying to keep it together physically, and I had stashed granola bars in my costume. And I, so you I, look like you had weird musculature. I was like, I was like oh, oh, yes! I'm out in the middle of the ocean like, ah, fuck you, Germans! <laughs> I planned ahead! <laughs> um, have nothing, you ever, nothing to bitch and whine about. Have but you ever uh, lost uh, your temper on set? Yes. Mm-hmm. Student film. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I want to hear these stories, please. Uh, mm. Emily? No, I've, I've told it before. Um, it was just... Oh, God, no, I lost my temper twice, but once I was too exhausted to show it. Like, there was the one time which I already mentioned on the show, which was when I was freezing, and and everybody, for some reason, thought it would be perfectly fine for me to roll around in the snow in wet clothing for hours on end with nothing (laughs) to keep me warm. Um, But the first one was, we. it was just, he was a first-time director, and he was also a friend of mine outside of the directing. Mm -mm. So there's something weird that happens where they sort of think, oh, well, she'll just do it because she's my friend. Right. And bunker mentality. Yeah. We had a push in that bunker with you, pal, (laughs) where we, we wrapped really late and then we, and then we, uh, started the next day really early. So I only had about five hours sleep and it was a, it was a Kung Fu movie. (laughs) 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 And so I had this, I really want to see this. I I want to see it. Typecasting. I know. I had this huge, um, fight scene the next day and uh it was like the fight scene that was it, the whole thing took about 15 minutes and it was it was me and this guy that was like a foot taller than me and we'd been working on it for months and months and months to do it properly and so we going into this with five hours sleep and like and so we're trying with my with my co star and we're trying to get right we're trying to eat it's the same thing and they're like no 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 we need you now we need you now and so we're like okay so we do this we do this thing 
twice and we get like this tiny break where we get water and then he has us do it for like seven more times and this is on this is on um you know five hours of sleep and an empty stomach and so it got to the point where it was so bad between takes i would literally just go flat on the mats and just try to be as still as possible to like retain my energy and this little punk director who thinks he's the big shit sees this water bottle in the take because they're setting up like they're setting up something and he sees this water bottle and goes whose water bottle is that whose water bottle is that it was mine because i needed to drink to survive (laughs) and he go and it's it's mine and i'm just you know in my meditative trance trying to not die because i'm so exhausted and he goes emily get up and get your water bottle and i Lost. <laughs> oh my God. That's when the kung fu started. Yeah. Wait, did you lose it on you him? Should not have trained me so well. No. No, I didn't. Actually, I I was so because you're a professional. I was so exhausted that like the, I was like I was just lying on the ground and I just went no. <laughs> and that was it. I was so exhausted I couldn't do anything more and the rest of the crew I mean like usually it's the crew guys that are like you know yeah, fucking actors we, well they're the ones that are, yeah they're usually like fucking actors because they're the ones working their asses off really yeah. really hard and not right. getting any recognition yeah, and was they're the ones who were them. that was a dig on us yeah yeah and um, and even they who usually hate the actors and the ones being worked their ass like all turn to the director and like what the is wrong with him like <laughs> that was the time i was the maddest on set ever in my life that's different uh, from losing your temper yeah because like, you're a professional not like yeah. bill no i did lose my temper one night i know that's my point Ooh, let's hear that story <laughs> it was like it was day five it was a lot of it was my fault absolutely admittedly and i i not only did i make apologies but i also brought cookies the next day and everything and, yeah. I, and I, I only lost my temper in the car with the producer and the makeup girl and it wasn't at the makeup girl. I wasn't redirecting my temper to random crew members. Um, but it was like day four or five of a student film. We were shooting till like three or four in the morning. Um, and there was a miscommunication on schedule. And I was also doing a play at that time. A friend of mine had written a play and we were putting it up for the first time. And I had uh, just gotten off two other film shoots. And I was overwhelmed. I was doing too much. The people in the play were mad at me because I, I was spread so thin. And not available for every rehearsal and everything. And I, I thought I was going to be done earlier than I was. And got really frustrated. Um, and I don't... I, at this point, I don't... I honestly don't remember if it was a miscommunication or if I just got frustrated just all on my own. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't... It, was, it wasn't much more than a Bill's rant. Like, I wasn't, like, screaming and throwing and kicking <laughs> right. things over. Right. And it wasn't in front of the entire crew. It was, it was, just, it was just the producer who, who hired, and who's, I'm still friends with. Um, and yeah. We've been in contact over, over other projects. And so it was, it was only two of them that knew. And by the end of, you know, ten minutes, I was being extremely apologetic and explaining that I had spread myself too thin and was under a lot of pressure and just misunderstood the nature of the commitment of the, for the film and... Uh, you know, I came. I came to set the next day with with cookies for the for the crew. <laughs> the people who didn't hear you ranting. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I got one for later if you want. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I gave the cookies to the the, the two. I'm, you're you're the closest with the makeup person on set because yeah. they're close to your face. The first person you see in the morning, they come to you in between every take. That's the person you know, sort of socializing with the most. Yeah. Um, so I went right to her with cookies and and to the producer and then to the crew. Uh, and I was I was helping the grips carry gear, and you know I, I I made up for it, and it was it was a private explosion. It wasn't yeah. 
It wasn't like storm. It wasn't a Christian Bale moment by any means. <laughs> right. Good for but, you. But I'm still not. I'm still not proud of it. And and, yeah. and it, it came from having overcommitted myself to too many projects. I I don't think I've ever lost my temper and thought. Ah, well, that was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was productive. That really helped Way to stand up for yourself, yeah. there, buddy. Yeah. I got everything I needed by having that <laughs> yep. <brand>. yep. <laughs> that was the proper, you know, the proper course of action. How about you, Marty? Yeah, lost your temper on set? Nah. Uh, I, I've lost... Well, lost was, your temper ever in life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got in a shouting match with the writer-director when I was producing something um, mm. over rewrites that... Mm. Uh, that he said that he wasn't going to do and then did and then we, we was it dan no dan and i were on the same on one side and he was on the other oh wow and we were yelling at just down the hall right in the middle of the hall and that was the probably that's like the only time i've ever lost my temper the other times i've just never been in a position of power where it would serve right. me yeah. to, right. to lose my temper yeah. exactly i've been shat on sure but um i just stand there and take it and think about like I'm going to get residuals for this, and right. you know that's the other thing. I lost my temper on a student film where I was, lo- I, I was losing money to be there. Yeah, I could I could see you know, <laughs> that happening to, yeah. to me too. But um, I haven't done a student film. Was it the one that we were on together? No, I was in great spirits in that one. Yeah, I mean, I was super depressed about my well, I mean, relationship. Yeah, but, for for right. Bill, for Bill, he was in great right. spirits. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, what, what do you have to rant about, Bill? Please go. Oh, you want to do it now? Sure. All right. Well, um, all right. Let's intro it correctly. I haven't had, oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, had yeah. coffee Bill's yet. Rant. <laughs> Bill's rant. Here's the problem. Bill's rant. Look, we all get our heart broken. No big deal. Uh, this fucking... This, all right. Fuck you, Facebook! Why? 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 Why would you, why would you friend request someone that you rejected? This is not my recent... Bridget, this is years ago. I fell in love with this redhead from Australia. She's a redhead from Australia. What fucking chance did I have? Big deal. She didn't like me. Fine. I offered her everything. She told me to go fuck myself. Fine. It was a long time ago. Facebook friend requests me with pictures of her in a bikini with her two oh, kids God. and her asshole jock husband. Uh, like, what the fuck do you want from me? I offered you everything and you said no. And now you want to be... F- what the fuck do you want from me? And you know, yeah. what do I get out of this? What do I get out of being Facebook friends with you? Yeah. Looking at, you look, besides, she looked better in her bikini in the 20s. And when she was in her 20s. Uh, not the 1920s, although those, they didn't have bikinis in the 1920s. <laughs> no, sure. But I just don't under, I don't understand the impulse of like, yes, of course, it's water under the bridge. We, I guess we shared these moments, but it's like, I don't need these glowing pictures of you and your family yeah. and your kids and you're on vacation and wherever the fuck. Like, Wait, did what it, the fuck uh, do you want did, from Was me? it an ugly ending then? I, d- I did not uh, respond. No, 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 no. When you guys broke up. We never broke up. She never wanted to be with me. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, then, so she never thought of you as a... She always no, she was friend. hitting on me and then told me she had a boyfriend and I slept over at a place one time. There was some kissing, but it wasn't, we weren't really like well, an item. So from her point of view, you were just a cool guy that she, she hooked up with. Well, fuck her point of view. I was broken hearted. I don't give a fuck about her point of view. Well, how, what, how, she doesn't give a fuck about mine, obviously. Or she wouldn't Facebook request me with these fucking pictures of her stupid kid. Well, can I give you my feminine perspective? Yeah, yeah, please. I don't give a shit about the feminine perspective. You're going to like this. It's my fucking life. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of these bitches rejecting me and shitting on my life. This my is, feeling oh, is like that's the sort of thing you do when you're not that happy with your gorgeous jock husband and well, your gorgeous children. Well, that's your fucking fault because I was right there and I was ready to go but, all but the shut way. Shut for a second. I'm making a point. Christ. We're it's like it's your rant, rant or something. <laughs> we haven't exited the Bill's rant portion of the show yet. 
Respect the format. Yeah, now you know what it feels like, Bill. Yeah, to be interrupted. We can his rant. All of my rants are constipated. That's the source of all my ranting is my emotional constipation. Ah, now I feel better. Um. No, continue with this. No, that was interesting. Like, I feel like my point was made. But make it again because like, it made me feel better. It feels like a girl thing to do. Like when you're not terribly happy, you. It's like it's like when a girl doesn't feel very good, and so she dresses up in her you know most revealing clothing, puts on a lot of makeup, does her hair up, and then goes to a bar because she wants all the men to look at her, and she's not going to go home with anybody, and she's not going to flirt with anybody, but she just likes the attention. Like she wants you to like her picture of her in the bikini, and then she can go, "Ooh, I am the pretty young thing," I'm, or whatever the Australian. An accent is. I am the pretty young thing oh. that can get the men's <laughs> actor, eh? Crikey! Okay, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I say, oh, I say. That's <laughs> uh, what it feels like to me. Yeah. I mean, especially if she's married. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's just a uh, maybe a self-esteem booster for yeah. her. Well, yeah. well, I'm not going to provide that Facebook for her. Facebook photo is you in a bikini. Yeah, yeah. come you know? on. Well, I did. Really? I did peruse the photos, but I will not provide. <laughs> I will not Just provide three her. Hours later, I will not provide her with that ego boost. Are you friends with any of your exes? Uh, I am, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, uh, but is. yeah, I am. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I still have face. Well, I, I'm friends with a couple, of, a bunch of them actually. Maria Bamford. Uh, she's not an ex, <laughs> no, but she's a friend. But um, uh, yeah, uh, I have. A f- I mean, one, just because we're in such close social circles. Or two of them because we're in close social circles. But, That's um, the worst. But, no, it's fine. I mean, you know, it was hard for a little bit. But um, but I, I did, like, my girlfriend in college, we stayed friends, or we became friends, like, you know, maybe ten years later. And then we were friends for a number of years. And then we started to go out again. Whoa. And then second chances, second chances, nice. and then. Mm. But she was moving to London and wanted to keep it going. And I mean, and she already lived far away from me, so it was yeah. just like, well, I don't see how we can it make this work. The pussy ain't that good. Is that <laughs> yeah. what you said? That's what I said. Yeah, exactly. I said exactly. That's like the that. last thing you said. To her. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, you know, but I hope we can go back to don't being friends. Smile at that, Emily. <laughs> don't you dare smile at that. Uh, Emily said grossed out She was leaving she the room She had to leave She removed She's, herself uh, But yeah And then I said Well you know I hope we can go back To being friends And she said nope <laughs> Oh wow it. And I was unfriended On Facebook And um, and she sent me all, Back all the correspondence That we had From back wow. in our college You broke days. her heart Marty. Oh wow Yeah You but, broke her heart Well why'd she move to London then What a dumb bitch Yeah I mean That was Bill speaking <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they could probably tell. Yeah. <laughs> They've gotten to know me well enough at this point. Um, I hate that. I'm sorry that that, that friend request made you uh, upset. Um, it probably wouldn't if I hadn't, you know, been had my heart broken not recently anymore, six months ago. But it, it probably wouldn't have bothered me as much. And you know, at first I was like, I wasn't even 100 percent sure it was her. This was a lifetime ago. This was 1990. Five ninety six. Yeah. It's good that you can, yeah. uh, you know, shed a grudge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I said, I think it's pretty much fueled by how I'm feeling now because of, of more recent events in my yeah. life. It's it's all coupled in, and and I, you know, I wasn't even sure it was her. It was a different last name. Uh-huh. Um, 
and I still and you know part of the, of course a, a part of me we're making fun of how uh, uh, you know a woman would do something like this but part of me as a man was chuffed that you know she, I would still have been on her mind and she would still yeah. want to have made some kind of connection yeah you know it's like oh well maybe I did have some sort of a, it was as though I existed in your life <laughs> um, <laughs> which is yeah. not how it felt at the time right right <laughs> Um, are you friends with any of your exes, Emily? I have very, very, very few exes, and uh, I don't think so. Ooh, no. Black Widow style. No, I just... Dead I to me! I had dead, one. dead to me! Or yeah. actually dead. No. <laughs> when I, I remember... Dead, dead to everyone! The breaking up with people, and it, for me, it's just like, it's, like it was just over. Like, okay, it's over. And like I don't right. linger on it, I didn't think about it, I didn't care, I didn't... Like when I'm done, I'm done. Oh, good for you. And, um, did you, uh, if they came and, and like friended you on Facebook, would you, would you accept their friendship? I mean, yeah. Probably not, because I noticed that there's a lot of frustration in my life for reading posts from people that I think are just fucking idiots, and I just go, "Why am my I?" My ears are with burning. You? <laughs> yeah. Is that why you unfriended me? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Is this for me? Seriously? Yes. Oh, thank you. It is for you, man. James, are you friends with your the host with the most? Um, I actually uh, recently, within the last like six months or so, uh, heard out of the blue from an ex the 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 one who uh, gave me the or I received the dear John call from when I uh, uh, when I joined the military. Oh Ooh. no! So yeah, that That's was a long, that long was really fun, but. That's the opposite of support our troops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but dump our troops. <laughs> but to be, to be. I mean, what have you done for me lately? I don't know. Protected the country. country. From doom. Emphasis <laughs> on the word country. <laughs> um, and uh, she has since um, developed into this very large person. Got it. Mm. Very very large. Person. That's got to feel so, good. So I feel good about it. I feel good. Yeah, that, that's I'll friend any any ex who's just now just hideous and like you know yeah. crepit and falling apart with like you know a litter of children. Yeah, yes. sure, I'll be a friend. Sure, yeah, we no. can be pals. My high school bully is uh, has put on quite a bit of weight. She's had two children though. She's married, had two children, and is a doctor. And everyone's like, "Oh, she has the perfect life." Well, I'm like, oh, "Are you kidding? She's, she's married. She has two children. She's fat, and she's a doctor. Her life is hell." <laughs> How did she bully you? Oh, she was a she was a she was a tyrant, and she lived next door to me, so it was all under dicks. the. Were you friends ever? <laughs> yeah, well, she lived next door to me, so there were three of us that grew up together. But she was the tyrant. She just believed that she was king shit, and uh, she lorded it over us. And I remember she and the other girl were very very religious, and we were the sort of atheist family. Well, we were more agnostic. Um, and so they would like have these conversations in front of me about like I'm so concerned about Emily's soul because she's going to go oh. to hell. And this is like when I was a kid and I had no idea like what they were all talking about. But it was like sort of like a religious abuse from her a lot, right. as well as she. No, would she was just like concerned her. for yourself. Yeah, I'm so concerned, concerned about trying soul. to say something that sounds nice, but it's actually incredibly mean and makes yeah. me look good. She was good at it. <laughs> she was never concerned. She did so it naturally. Right. Did oh, she ever? She was did she commit any acts of violence towards you? No, it was never violent. It was just a whole lot of belittling. Like when we were over at that's, our house, she'd be sort of like, worse. "You're at our house. You're at my house. So now you have to do what I say." Oh, God. and like this sort of stuff. And I remember I I left her house once, and she marched back over to mine, and she's like, "You don't get." to leave without permission like this kind oh, of wow. shit yeah. that, I, that I stopped that very early there was a kid that used to pull that shit whenever my we'd go over for my mom would go visit because my mom was friends with, with 
this person's parents. So, you know, of course, the kids, go play in the other room. And this kid was such an asshole. Mm. Such an asshole that finally I could take it no longer. And there was this hickory dickory clock uh, <laughs> toy that was... Back then, toys... We're talking the uh, early 70s. So they were, so made, of they were steel. made of steel and wood, <laughs> yeah. and you know it was and a radio. It was out a, of it. <laughs> it was a uh, three blind mice. It played three blind mice, and, but it was a radio made out of a block of wood with a spring, like an industrial spring for the antenna. And yep. And uh, this kid had finally. I was playing with the fucking three blind mice thing, or no, it wasn't three. I'm sorry, it was Hickory Dickory, Hickory Dickory Dot. Dot. <laughs> Hickory Dickory Dock. So I'm playing I'll with it. The clock. And this kid fucking snatches, tries to snatch it out of my hand. Well, I still had it by the antenna, the industrial fucking coil. Nice. And I just <laughs> swung it and bam, busted the kid in his eye. Black eye, instant black eye. I got an ass whooping for it, but it was yeah. worth every lash. Right. Every lash. It is right. amazing that we make it through childhood with all our limbs, fingers, limbs and, and <laughs> eyes. Because you heal so well. As, yeah. That's like part of, part of evolution is all right. When you're like, a kid. You it's know. like the dart lodged, you know, like just above my eye. You know, like, <laughs> I've got plenty of them. An inch away would have been like, you know... I mean, and I know it happens to some kids, yeah. but it yeah. it should have happened to all of us, or it yeah. could have easily yeah. happened to all of us. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's a good story. Yeah, like free climbing these shale cliffs, and like, oh, there's a vine. I'm going to leap from this cliff, grab that vine, and swing. And oh, swing. it's not attached to anything. I just fell thirty feet. Right? <laughs> Why am I flying? Exactly. Yeah, I remember yeah. jumping on trampolines and going flying. And- oh, right. yeah. My sister fell off a two story roof, and like. And then my father was yelling at her because we were late for something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, she could barely <laughs> move. <laughs> the dog actually dragged her up from the. Oh, from the <laughs> yeah, Lassie is a dog. A, a yeah, barrel a of dog. rum. Yeah. <laughs> we used to jump off the second. Me, a friend of mine and I used to jump off uh, the second story out of the window of his second story room. And land, he had an. They had. For some reason, an old mattress in the backyard. Uh, kids, I mean, we were twelve years old. We'd fucking yeah, exactly. Right next to the car on blocks, we would land on this on this mattress and just laugh. Right, like not realizing. Now I think back, like, oh my god, we could have and killed now, ourselves. Now you see shit. every like little kid like on a you know like a scooter with a helmet and, and, a, oh, yeah. and, elbow and a bubble around yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Backpack full of uh, Purell. <laughs> yeah. 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 God, they, they don't, they have no Not idea. Right. And like, yeah, and they're, I th- I don't know. I think long term they're heading for a hurt because they're going to be ill prepared for right. life. Oh, yeah. For once they get the real bruises. Any injury. Yeah. 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 I'll be getting skull fucked in the apocalypse. <laughs> so. Do you know who George Watsky is? <laughs> George Watsky. He's a, a Northern Calif- He's from Northern California, but mm-hmm. he lives here now. But he's a he's a young hip hop guy. Like he's a. He does sound familiar. He does these very very. Uh, he, he's the world's like. The, he did a his stuff went viral when he had a super fast rap that was on. Oh. Um, is uh, he the Micro Machines guy? No, 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 no. Um, I remember Micro Machines. Yeah, um, that dude. Here, I'll pull it up, and All we right. can just listen to it. Um, Marty, you have a new computer. Uh, yeah, it's a. So it's very, have you already talked about your new computer? It's very exciting. It's no, I'll show it's you. much much smaller than your old computer. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's this little tablet thing. So mm-hmm. it's uh, sorry. Hold on, just a second. Um, so, but he's also a, in in addition to being really uh, fast, he's also very clever. Okay, here's here's this 
You, you guys have heard it. I know you have. Um, I know that I haven't. Oh, wait. Sorry. 15-minute ad. God 15-minute ad. 15 oh, seconds. That's ad. a lot of vamping. Sorry. Mm. Uh, vamping for 15 what seconds. What is Tyson talking about when he said, I had to go numb a few times while under attack? It, uh, I think that's like the, uh, isn't that like the playing dead? Yeah. Like, while, while, while you're being beaten? Yeah. Mm. Go playing possum. And so he does this all live on, on YouTube. It's one, oh. t- one take. And oh, hi. I'm that guy. Built so fly, get a silk bow tie. Don't know why I'm built so fly, but I am no lie. Oh, my. Roll by, get a low ride huffy. Sitting on the pegs, shoulders puffy. Cuff rolled up to my calf. Class with the ass. Bad with a swag like Buffy. Gotta be the one to bite the bullet. I'm a sinner, but I bet I could have been a better man. I want to be zen, but I guess I'm about to some medicine instead of meditating, but I get it when I can. I don't want to wind up with a gutter with a bottle of malt. Like I bet it because I never got a call. Telling me that it's all figured out. I'm sick of doubt, but I'm looking at the wall. Part of me was hoping to be caught up in the moment to be open to the good of the god of me, but I got a lot of me. Get then I ought to become a bit of an oddity. Once a buddy gets a thunder by the thought of me, who's he? You gotta be kidding me. Do me like cabaret city be. If you see me with a chickadee, no diggity, it'd be giggity, giggity, giggity. Gonna sound like a letter from above with a woman that I love, cause I get it like I live. But if my baby's gay, I'll say, you go gay, baby. Work that crib, work that bib. I don't want a Jesus piece, but I want a Reese's piece and a kick at bar. I want everybody focus and I get me to let him in the kick it for the better men of Venice in America, cause you never want to settle for the pop. Or not cause the bedroom right, rocks and the pizza yeah. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> yeah. So what's his name? Just, like, his name is George Watson. His name is Michael Sarah. Yeah, and he looks like Michael Sarah and uh, <laughs> and he's, he's got this little lisp and he raps about that and he does you know, spoken word stuff. Nice. Uh, but I bring him up because he's on tour right now in Europe and over the weekend he was in and you can go on YouTube and look this up. Uh, somebody took cell phone footage of this, but he got caught up in the moment of uh, of the show climbed up onto the light stands above so he's literally 30 oh, no. feet above the audience oh lord this uh-huh. is a bad... and he does a stage dive and oh. you see him like everybody's like staring like what's he doing what's he doing and then when he does it it's it they part it's like <laughs> why did he kill himself then you know but no he landed on two people and like broke a woman's killed them he killed them broke a woman's arm and then the oh. other guy had to go to the hospital for for bruises what the hell was he thinking <laughs> and and so and he felt so bad and he was like shaken up too but uh he said that he got caught, caught up in the moment and that he wouldn't wouldn't do it again and and he went to the hospital with both people and stayed with them for this, you know, the whole time oh. they were there. But it's just like... That's mortifying. It is yeah. mortifying. That's going to be one of those things where he's just going to look back and think, oh, what a what dick I was. was I what was I think? George, what the fuck, That makes me feel ski? better about yeah. <laughs> all the dipshit I do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you didn't, you didn't yeah, do it in a YouTube age. Uh, remember Thank Christ. The room full of fans. In Love's Labor's <laughs> Lost, where yeah. you did a mosh pit. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Flung myself into the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Bill, we, one thing we haven't heard for a few weeks is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. Uh, la la. Yay. Tweet in. Was that, was, that, was that what you meant? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I just meant you shutting up for a little bit. <laughs> once. <laughs> it's been so nice that you haven't been here. Oh, and Dominique, she, she said, no. I missed Bill Tweeterson. I favorited that tweet before you even saw it. Oh. All right. Wow, you're on it. I was. I, I still was, haven't figured out Twitter. In there like swimwear. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say in there like swimwear? Yeah. Please explain that to me. How? I've never gotten it, but it rhymes, so I like it. Uh, because swimwear, this was goes right up your crack, right up the crack of your hoo ha. Oh, and I your ha hoo, and uh, especially yeah. that uh, midlife crisis bathing suit. That I, I don't want to ever see you in a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, James. you don't want to see that. Um, 
just you don't want to see record. me in their like swimwear. Um, <laughs> so, BuzzFeed did a couple lists. Can you imagine that? They did a list. Oh, oh good for them for branching yeah. out. Yeah. Being more yeah. So, um, do you want to? We'll start with the we'll go chronologically. They did the the hottest. Male celebrities, according to straight guys. Oh, wow. I'm dying oh, to know. Okay, now right off the bat, name name who would you go with? Uh, living celebrities or of all yeah, time? Yeah. Living celebrities. Oh, because for me it'd be the Paul Newman, Steve McQueen. Living. No, nobody's dead, interested. Dead. Uh, Robert Mitchum. Dead. Uh, oh, Steve. Okay, no, Grant, I said living. Dead. No, no. Living. I mean, I'm just naming them and seeing yeah, which yeah, ones are alive. Th- that's not the question. They're all dead. They're all dead. It's that Veronica Mars line. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> um, uh, Harrison Ford. Okay, he's he's number ten. Okay. Yeah. Oh. James? Oh, I was asking if he was alive. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, no, but uh, he's still on the and, list and somehow. What, are the, what is the uh, criteria for this list? Uh, just just hot, men you hottest think are male, hot. celebrities. male celebrities. Oh, it's got to be. I'm sure Brad R- is in there somewhere. How about, right. J- how about uh, Brad Pitt? Is David Beckham on the list? Uh, he's not on the list. Ryan Gosling, Tom Brady. Ryan, Ryan Gosling is on the list. But these okay. aren't people that I find attractive. Everyone I find attractive is dead. Why do you think I'm so lonely, guys? Because yeah. <laughs> you only yeah. You're only attracted like, to dead men. What? Yeah. <laughs> Clooney you're gay for the dead men. Yeah. Cl- oh yeah, them. George Clooney. Everyone yeah, Clooney and, and of course Gosling and and so it goes. Fifteen. I'm just going to go through these. Uh, DiCaprio, <laughs> um, Gael oh, Garcia on. Bernal. Oh, I'd get down with that one. Who's Taylor Kitsch? I don't oh, uh, he doesn't look good in that photo, but he was uh, he was uh, Friday Night Lights, right? Okay, and he was super sexy in that show. Uh, the guy who plays Green Arrow—that's just because of his name body. Is Stephen Amell. No, he's a he's a handsome yeah. Canadian. Maybe not the most dynamic actor. Jared Leto. He looks like everybody else. Harrison Ford. I like how there are some guys that kind of look like girls on here. When yeah. the guys got yeah. con- the straight guys got a little confused. No, they're like, <laughs> yeah, if, if he was a chick, I'd totally bang her. Oh, I, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back to my usual Noel Fielding from uh, the Mighty Boosh. I think he looks awesome. He's a fucking rocker. Weirdo. Yeah, He's a rocker. Uh, Idris Elba comes in at number nine. Okay. Yeah. Gerard Butler doesn't do anything for me. He's kind of weird looking. Emily? He could, he could force me into submission. David Tennant. No, he's a little weird. He's a little weird looking. Aaron Paul. No, David Tennant for you? He just seems fun. David Tennant's yeah. adorable. Donald Glover. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is he's according to guys. He's average Donald goofy Glover. looking dude. Donald Glover. Uh, I think this is the... the this is the guys who work at. Um, I was Buzz thinking Feed. Danny Glover. I was like, oh, he's too old Dan- for this shit. Danny Glover's <laughs> getting too, too old for this list. list. <laughs> uh, Carl Urban. I don't know who that is. He's, oh, he's in he's Almost Human in the new show that just premiered yeah. over the weekend. Oh, he's Bones. Yeah, yeah, he's Bones. Okay. He's okay. he's a Kiwi. Um, he's a he's a handsome guy. Ish. Yes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, definitely a handsome fellow. Mm. Um, you know, love little frat boyish. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gosling is at three, Clooney at two, and number one, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Huh. He doesn't do much for me. Oh, yeah. He does something for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is funny. He's, he's gorgeous, manly, and yet a little ambiguous with sexuality. The sexuality. sexuality. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. But he's, he's been married for a long time. Shredded. To a woman who's not as good looking as he is which makes him even more gorgeous she's not good looking at all yeah, yeah which really gives him yeah. mad props it makes him so yeah. sexy let's call <laughs> Just, a horse it, a spade it makes it yeah. no it makes it easy for him to have like other dalliances it, with his male co-stars it's like yeah, how are you going to do better? He's got his better best th- friend. He's yeah. married to his best yeah. friend. How, you, how are you going to yeah. do better than me? I'm going to go fuck this guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, no. That that no. is not fair at all. Um, no, it's not fair at all. But, but it, I love seeing how his hair changed from. If you look how ridiculous his hair is in the first X Men versus the last Wolverine, like yeah. 
Like it's and and also how much buffer he is. Like the back then, he really looked like a clown. He looked like Did a guy he? wearing like you know it's, it's equi- equivalent of like Leia. Bun he looked like a nerd cosplaying. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and relative to his body in the last Wolverine, he's he's scrawny in it. And then you yeah. see him in this thing, and it's he's thick. He's thick, and he's kind of badass. Yeah. Mm. I like the last uh, Wolverine. I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't either. I I will. Yeah, that's all right. I'm over. I'm over. It's funny. I'm over the superhero thing. I, as a kid, as a huge fan of comic books, all I ever wanted was superhero, superhero movie. movies and action figures. Yeah, yeah. Like I just wanted. I these these all of these amazing characters would make such great action figures. And I was at Target yesterday looking for something like a bath towel or something, and I cut down the toy line, and they had an action figure of Claw. From one of the like obscure <laughs> Iron Man bad guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You fucking fuck you, kid. You have everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be a kid now. Um, okay, we got to go to the women. So these oh. are the hottest women, according to women, according to the BuzzFeed women. Okay, so I have a couple. Okay. Are the, the, bu- uh, the BuzzFeed home- heterosexual women? Yeah, a straight woman. Yeah. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones is amazingly gorgeous. I think, got a great butt. Um, I really think Uma Thurman is a different kind of beautiful. It's pretty exemplary. Um, uh, Selma Hayek. Exemplary of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Selma Hayek is a knockout. It's got to be some blondes. I don't like the blondes as much. I guess Uma. Uma's my blonde. All right. Okay, so um, those are my three. And what would you think that women would think, straight women think are hot? Scarlett Johansson? She's on the no. list? None of the people you mentioned are on this list. Really? How could wow. Selma Hayek not be on oh, this list? Oh, she might be, but... but um, Selma Hayek's like number one. Not in the Kate top. Upton? Uh, no, women don't think she's hot. Women okay, think good. she's fat and bleh. No. Oh, they, she's not fat. No, she's not. Jesus. Um, Beyonce, I don't know. Yeah, Beyonce? Beyonce's on I the list. I put Beyonce on the list. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll go... They, they, get, they did 21... Uh, Will and one of them's been on the show or on Nooner. Can oh. you guess which one? Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, um, nice. She keeps asking about me, right? So Naya Rivera's twenty-one. Um, oh, oh yeah. She's from. Who's that? She's from Glee. She's like the yeah. the nasty one from Glee. Yes. Oh right. She's very. She's, she's like very the forty-year-old who's playing the high school student. Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron is <laughs> number twenty. Sure. Charlize. She's, she's I think she's awesome. Gina Torres from Suits. From Suits. Wow. Uh, yeah. She's on there, and I think she's Suits excellent. and Firefly. Ciara and Angel. Oh right. January Jones who's is seventeen. Uh, she's some. R&B. Musical, R&B. I like oh. January Jones because she she's she's shaped like a woman, but she's a know? terrible actress. Oh, she's but she's shaped actress. like a woman. I, yes, you know, if I had never seen her speak, I would have thought she's the hottest thing. And then having seen her as the the white queen and oh, that was the worst performance yeah. I've ever seen in film. Uh, Lucy, the white queen and what? This is in, one of the X Men movies. You know? Oh yeah, oh, God, yeah. that was appalling. Holy crap. Emma, Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Liu. Uh, she's yeah. very pretty. pretty. Yeah. 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 Kristen Stewart. No. I. There are times when I. There are times when I don't get it, and there are times when I absolutely get it. Okay. With don't mention Stewart. your thing with Panic Room that you thought she was so hot. <laughs> what was she? Eleven. Sign me up. Kat Von D. Um, okay. Katy yeah. Perry. Tattoo chick. Katy Perry no. has, yeah. has wonderful breasts. Lizzie Kaplan, who's just awesome. Emma. I'm always asking Emma. Emma Watson. Sure, yeah, she's classy. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, number 10 is Zoe Saldana. Saldana. And then Natalie, uh, Natalie Dormer from uh, Game of Thrones. Well, who does she play on Game of Thrones? Some busty woman. I don't know. Some Ooh, I a like princess. Her. I don't know. Someone I like show me, boobs, show me guys. Her. I like boobs a lot. Yeah. I, I enjoy breasts. Oh, yeah, no, she's cool. 
She's yeah, kind like of exotic her. looking. I like she's different. She's very different. She has like she can also look very sort of sweet and innocent. You and know, juggy. Uh, like Rashida breasts. Jones is at number eight. Odd. That's odd. You don't think she's attractive? No. I think her mom is super hot. Um, Tyson, I think her dad is funny. Tyson says Feruza Balk. I love Feruza Balk, but I think she, she hasn't been on screen in she ages. She hasn't been. Yeah, I think she's probably a little. Um, cray cray. That's your words, not mine. I was going to say awesome, but <laughs> no. Emily thinks that Feruza Balk is cray cray. Well, you, she has yeah. no chance when you give her that name. <laughs> yeah, um, that should be a product. But no, Rashida Jones's name. mom is Peggy Lipton, who was in. Uh, oh. she was in Twin Peaks. She was in yeah. the Mod Squad. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce comes in at number seven. Scarlett Johansson number six. Rihanna number five. Oh, Rihanna's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, she's on Shakira my list. number four. I don't. She's wow. not on my radar. She's woman shaped too. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Washington is number three. I like women shaped women. Uh, Carrie Washington's super pretty, pretty in real life. Uh, number two, Mila Kunis. Oh yeah, oh, she's on my list too. I've never cutie. enjoyed her. And number one, she strikes me as being dumb. I don't think and she that's is. Unattractive. <laughs> number one she is knows. Christina Hendricks. Huh. Who's Christina Hendricks? From Mad Men. Drew uh, agrees with that. Can't get any bustier than Christina Hendricks. Oh, Christina Hendricks was the one I was thinking of as January Jones. Never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no, Christina Hendricks is the, is um, the woman shape. The, the Emma, ooh, yeah. January Jones plays Emma Frost, the blonde. Oh, God. Yeah. She just, I, I consider, like, I, in my mind's eye, I watch that movie again, and there's just a void there. That's what it was when it, <laughs> when it was on screen, too. <laughs> so okay, the crazy that, thing that is, the problem. I, I was at a birthday party this weekend at, um, at my friend's beer store, and Christina... Is there because we have the same friends? I don't know her or her husband. Oh, I saw her at the covers party. Though. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he Bowie. Did, yeah, he did Bowie, and, and Jeffrey was there too. And I talked to him a little bit, but like, so she was there the whole time, and you know, very pretty, pleasant, but didn't nobody noticed her there. Who was this? Christine Hendricks. Really? Yeah. How could they not? I'm about to end the show and take this computer into the other room. I know. You've been really quiet. <laughs> really creepy and quiet. <laughs> yes, James, I I'm have sorry. been. Yes, but, uh, excellent. There <laughs> were some big knockers. Yeah, and, Holy and, she's, crap. and she's very... If you see her in person, she does not seem as curvy. Um, well, her breasts are huge, but she doesn't. She mm-hmm. seems super skinny. Uh, and then... And, you know, she's very pleasant and nice, but, like, was not... And this is It wasn't Not like, a sex pot And it uh, I mean Maybe she was dressed Two of my favorite things um, <laughs> <laughs> Zing But uh, I think And it was open You know It wasn't like the, the, the store was closed down It was like open to everybody And she was just Blended Hanging in that's, that's That's awesome If you can do that That's sexy you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Alright So there's a list Of hot people There You're on the list Emily you're on the hey, list. yeah, I'm the. Yeah, yeah, you were number twenty-two. Number twenty-two. Yeah. Oh, next year. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> victim of the cutoff. Victim of the cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking internet. Uh, yeah. Um, let's go to the mail sack. Let's go to. Ooh, the let's mail dip sack. our hands in the mail sack. Hey. Yes. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. I wanna dip my hands in that mail sack. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was great. Watched, uh, I watched the. Oh, there's Crown. a big conversation going on. Uh, yeah, you were, you you were missing the, the Englishmen on. Yeah, the, I just list? noticing how there weren't any Englishmen no on Brits. the men's list. No, uh, no limeys some, on the. I remember on the there's some list. Aussies. Uh, uh, yeah, Aussies and Canadians. Aussies and Canadians. Yeah. No Isn't Charlie Dunham. Oh no no no! Uh, Gerard Butler. Is Idris Elba. Oh, he's Scottish. Scottish. Idris Elba is English as shit. Oh, I thought it? you were going to yeah. say Gerard Depardieu. He's English like, as fuck. Yeah, that, <laughs> that nose that won't stop growing. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Come on, I'm counting on that. <laughs> That's so, my whole retirement package. Yeah, your nose? Yeah. Nice. And, and people being amenable to its continued growth. <laughs> I'm, a, eh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we did a, um, on Sunday, me and some really nerdy friends of mine did a Hollow Crown drinking game. Yeah, I'm so the Hollow lost. Crown. Okay. The Hollow Crown, the BBC did a series of. The Hollow Crown is Richard II, uh, Henry IV, Part One, Henry IV, Part Two, and Henry V. And we watched, we started with the Henry IV, so we watched three Shakespeare plays and did a drinking game and. Wow. Blitz. But Tom Hiddleston was played Henry V oh. and Hal for oh, both really? of the Henry, the Henry IVs. Wow. And he, uh, not, not, not maybe the strongest choice, but definitely the sexiest choice. <laughs> I love how much he's enjoying his celebrity. Yes. Like every little news article, he's dancing for Koreans or he's, he's having fun. <laughs> wearing his costume, he's mugging to the camera and playing with kids. And it's just like, that's cool. He's that's just, awesome. oh God, he's delicious. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> you and James no, no, go go into, you can go into separate corners. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at each other. Marty and I'll handle the mail sack. Yeah. Um, ew, I don't want to handle sack. <laughs> All right. So this one's from Steve in San Antonio. He says, most recently you talked about... anybody going to San Antonio? Oh, he, said, he just wants to know if anybody uses AOL, because um, Kevin still uses AOL. Yeah, Kevin That's adorable. Does. And my sister uses AOL. Yeah. That's hipster now, isn't it? I don't know. That's mad. It's Yeah, it's like driving a, a Corvair or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> It's like oh, driving a bike with a big wheel. It's the, uh, it's the internet's version of vinyl. Um, and so this was... Oh, a penny farthing? Oh, yeah. That's what they're penny called. Farthing. Oh, yeah. So he says, uh, Steve, you talked about how great your food is. He does that a lot. Uh, but it's a lot of work. A couple of years ago, I made ramen from David Chang's recipe. Did you make your own noodles, Steve? Uh, it's a 12-hour process that includes baking bones and uh, boiling chickens, and that's just baking for the broth. Yeah, no, there's nice. a. Yeah. Is it voodoo? No, yeah. like you do make this <laughs> thing called taru, where you take these chicken so, yes, bones <laughs> and you bake them with soy sauce, and and, and then you boil them with soy sauce, and then I mean, and then you, you build like a doll com- out of them and you stab it with. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's actually it's really good. That's a really good. The Momofuku cookbook is pretty. I'm awesome. sorry. What did you say? Momo, fuck you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm talking cookbook. No. <laughs> That's what I thought you yeah. said. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Um, he says it's pretty crazy and involved, but it was the best thing I ever ate. Um, oh, the recipe says that you should toss out the chicken that you make the broth from. I froze it, and a month later made chicken noodle soup with it. That was the best Ooh, thing I ever rebel. So the question to all of us is, what is the best thing you ever ate, and who made it? I can tell you. Okay. For my graduation, I went to a restaurant. I mean, this is kind of, it's a restaurant, so it's a bit of a cheat. cheat. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, it was called Matam Fez, and it was... Okay, that's ridiculous. Madam Hat? Yeah. <laughs> it was that a... Was um, loosely translated. <laughs> it's this uh, uh, Middle Eastern restaurant. In Boulder, Colorado, I think it's I think it's down now. But they just kept feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. They fed you this most amazing stuff. The most amazing thing they had was this. It was like a shepherd's pie, but it was Middle Eastern, so it had these amazing spices that I'd never mm. tasted before, and this crust that was just it was heavenly. It was just these very 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 thin layers, sort of like a um, baklava. You yeah, know yeah, how yeah. the baklava the, the breading is layers. the very very flaky layers, and then just filled with this meat that was 
sweet. It had a very oh sweet yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So the was sweet spice, meat. like cinnamon and uh, yeah. pine nuts. And yeah, and it yeah. was <laughs> it was just it was amazing. It was the best thing I'd ever had in my life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it? I ate so much. What was it? <laughs> I ate so much that I wanted to get sick. Like, you know that point oh, yeah, you've yeah. eaten so yeah. much that you're like, if I threw up, everything would be so much better now. Yeah. And what's it called? The place called? Ma Tom Fez. It, I don't think it's there anymore. Ma I think Tom Fez. It, Today's episode brought to you by Ma, by Tom, Ma Fez. Tom Fez. The yeah. restaurant just, that shut down. Yep, just uh, <laughs> hashtag Merp for a 10% discount. Um, <laughs> on nowhere. On nothing. Uh, William? I have two thoughts. Um... One is just pure what is happening in my mouth, um, <laughs> which uh, oh is uh, sugarfish. Uh, I'm sure there's there's finer, more refined sushi. Although this is well, considered one say, of the best. I their last town. album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sugarfish? It was originally started or by this guy named Nozawa, who yeah. had a place called Sushi Nozawa. And it was... Uh, known as he was known as a sushi Nazi, and he's since retired. But he would uh, people would wait in line, and you just would eat what he'd serve you. And if he questioned his judgment, he would just kick you out and mm-hmm. routinely kick people out, you know, for just at his whim. And that it was part of the fun and super expensive. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I went there for lunch, and it was it's great sushi. But his son started this sugarfish thing. Yeah, there's a few of them, and they're they're you know that you don't get the uh, you don't get the little tray for the soy sauce and the ginger and the wasabi you, you you eat what's put in front of you you know it's already oh. it's already sauced it's already right. seasoned the way it's you, meant you'll to be. fuck it up yeah Stupid you'll fuck it up and the rice guy. is warm the paper the uh the seaweed is warm you know it's served mm. incredibly fresh you're supposed to eat it the second it's, it's set down um and and every almost everything i've had there that i've put in that, that i've tasted it just just melts Wow! It melts, and you just—it it feels great. It feels fresh. Expensive. It feels healthy. Yeah. It is—it's quite. Expensive. I'll take you there sometime. It's expensive. What are you doing today? Uh, I can't <laughs> yeah, do it right? today. But right on the, the lunch is reasonable enough too, mm. and it's worth it. You know, it's, you're definitely you're not, you're not paying for the personality of the place. Oh, cool! You're putting great fresh uh, yeah. food in your mouth. Um, and they, there's one thing there. I don't know what it is, but it tastes like Fruit Loops. Somehow the combination of the fish and the citrus just tastes like fucking Fruit Loops. Well, why not? Wow. Just like, you're like Fruit what Loops. Is, what was going on in here? Yeah. Um, so that that's that's that was the first thing that came to mind. But the second thing that came to mind is more a nostalgia thing. I do love steak, but when I was home in mm-hmm. Cleveland, I ate at uh, this Irish bar called Night Town after James Joyce, um, Ulysses, and my that when my father was drinking that's where he and, he and everyone drank and we would go there uh, not necessarily weekly but we would go there a lot and i ordered i sat where we used to sat with my mom and i ordered what i used to order this prime rib uh-huh. this this uh, medium rare prime rib dish and it tasted exactly the same as it did when i was a kid and i loved i mean i, I love i love red meat um a lot yeah. But it was it was also combined with everything else, you know. It, it was like it was like hanging out with my dad again. It was like the whole family, you know, was there. It was, it was great. Nice. Um, it's funny how eating is so much more than just yeah. the the food that's there. I mean, it is. It's about memory. It's about uh, ambiance. Well, it's a sensory. You know, when you think about it, I mean, there, it's there's many senses. You know, you're just looking at the food, just remembering what it looked like, smelling it, tasting. I mean, all the senses are engaged. So. I mean, and yeah. visually too. If you're talking about a restaurant, or even if you're cooking in, in a certain part, but for for me, the, the trigger was actually this huge um, 
old old poster from I don't know it looked turn of the century of, of a, a like a painting of a bar fight, um, oh, and geez, I hadn't seen it awesome. in forever. Yeah. And it's it's a guy has stabbed another guy in the, shipping and a guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the poster, and it's it's all it's the size of it's nearly the size of one of the walls. Um, and I had I'd been to night down to the bar, and I'd been in the back patio, uh, and I'd seen a jazz gig, but I hadn't sat in that little corner room with that poster where we would yeah. have our brunches. Um, so visually too, it was all it, it's every sense Everything. taken in. Cool. Wow, um, James. Uh, I had a couple actually. Um, one, uh, there's a place in Sacramento called Roma's Pizzeria. Roma's Pizza. It's been there for years, and it's the same thing. It's one of those you walk in. They have the uh, like pictures of Italy and like the, just the Italian map on the wall, and it's. Really, honestly, you walk in there, you might, if you had never been before and tasted it, you might look around and go, I don't know if I want, but it's, it's got the, it's got the love in it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that pie, that pizza pie is fucking amazing. And I will always go back there no matter what. They're still around. Um, and I think the second or third generation now is, oh, is nice. on it. But I remember Mama and Papa Roma and, uh, that, that was something else, but the one thing that I've never found, I've been chasing the dragon on this fucking thing. Years and years ago, my father had went uh, went back east to visit to Ohio. Hell yeah. He was from... Uh, my- it's round on the edges. It's high in the middle. It's... Oh, hi. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I- of course, I never heard that song until I moved to Providence. And everyone was like, oh, the Ohio song. I said, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Now, anyway, Springfield, Ohio. And, and he went home and he... And he uh, had visited one of his old, uh, one of the ladies that babysat him or whatever. So she was, I'm sure, very, very old. But she made this Mississippi mud pie. Mm. And I've never tasted anything like it since. Nice. He brought it all the way from Ohio, and I devoured that shit. And I've been trying to find that, chase that high right, ever since right. because I've never tasted I've now I've had Mississippi mud, so-called Mississippi <laughs> mud pie. I don't know what she she must have put real Mississippi mud in this I don't know. <laughs> Crack. Crack. It was amazing. Speaking of which I, I, I really do think In-N-Out burgers have crack in them. Oh yeah. Any they, place they, that they makes you park your car crack. in the middle of the street to yeah. wait to go through? No, there, there was one that opened up in Texas uh, just uh, last year, I think it was, uh-huh. and it had a, literally a two-mile line yeah, that's in, in the drive-thru. There's, yeah. there's no burger. You could go home and make your own. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's fucking... Yeah. Uh, it's got crack in it. I know yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah. It's the anyway. um, so, yeah. Mississippi mm, Mud Pie. Sweet, sweet nice. crack. Yeah. I had a delicious clam pizza last night at home Ew. that I made. <laughs> is that what the kids are calling it now? Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, what was their name? 300 yeah. bucks an hour. Um, no, but the, the, I go by I go by like individual things. So uh, like so like the clam pizza at Sally's. I'm saying it. In oh, God, Sally's in New Haven feel dirty. Um, is so good and Pepe's too. Very different. Um but like you know, I think of like if I go for the best pizza by the slice, I'll go to Vito's. You yeah. know, like that's what I think of. Um, yeah. So I have very few individual things because they uh, individual uh, um, favorites because they frequently get topped as I eat more and more yes. and more. Um, What's your favorite thing you've ever made for yourself? That clam pizza last night was really <laughs> fucking good, and I made some ramen using parts of uh, David Chang's uh, recipe. 
that was really awesome. Um, it was a little, mine was a little more porky, and it was delicious. But since <laughs> I stopped cooking meat at home, it's uh, I'm a little limited. Um, but I would say that that was that was probably the best thing I've cooked. Um, and then you know I rolled out the noodles myself, and that was really fun. Oh, nice! Um, when are you going to have me over for dinner? Uh, I've had you there before. Right Once. now, the house is a mess. So a year and a half ago. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> and that was the last time it was clean. Yeah, that was yeah. the last time it was clean. Seriously. Ironically. It's, um, but I'll clean it up and then have you over. Uh, I'll have you all over. Um, so, oh, by the way, we got a couple tweets in about hot women. Um, Ooh. And nobody, Photos? Nobody tweeted in about hot men. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Tyson mentioned Aubrey Plaza and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay. I know Aubrey Plaza. I don't know Mary Elizabeth Winston. No, She's in I'm Mad Men, I think. And mm-hmm. she was in Top of the Lake. Uh, she played the American yeah. with the fair to Midland Kiwi accent. I saw a Carrie think, Mulligan. Somebody put that, Carrie um, Mulligan. Yeah, Carrie, uh, Chris Brown put a Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, I'm down with that one. Yeah. Aren't you thinking of uh, oh, no, Elizabeth I, Moss? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of Elizabeth Moss. And that I, was I have a no terrible idea. accent. I have no idea who Elizabeth, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is. I, I, I Just think another that, clam pizza on the street. I think um, <laughs> I think that uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is really pretty. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I don't like that. Anybody? I don't like no, that at all. I don't who? know what you're talking about. She's the, We're revisiting the list of beautiful women. She's the Olsen twins' younger sister. She's she's playing Scarlet Witch in the Avengers. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! I wanted to be the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the day that Emily packed it in and went back to Colorado. Jesus. Uh, is that right, Colorado? Yeah, nice, right. nicely, nicely done. All right. Uh, this next one is from Travis Mountain. He says, uh, Marty, yeah, fuck you guys. It was to me. <laughs> hey. Uh, last week you mentioned that you were surprised that there was no crossover between X-Men movies and the Avengers franchise. I could be wrong, but I believe the reason is uh, 20th Century Fox currently owns the rights to the X-Men franchise, while Marvel Studios owns the rights to the characters used in the Avengers. If that's wrong, please feel free to correct me. Uh, I believe you are correct. That is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's, it's also why uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not allowed to use the word mutants. Oh. In, uh, but, um, talk about them at all. That's interesting. That's why the show sucks, then. Well, you could say that, or you could point out the <laughs> other more obvious Blaring flaws. <laughs> uh, storytelling, um, lack yeah. of terrible <laughs> actors. Uh, yeah. Characters, actors. Dry, dull, lifeless actors. I like the English girl in it. She's pretty. There's uh, an English girl in it? Oh, the... The Simmons, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the two nerds are fun. But that said, the head of Marvel Studios—I forget his name—he said that he he does plan in the future, in like you know, five years down the line, to have crossover between the Avengers and uh, and X Men. And so it's not impossible; it just becomes a, a legal issue. Spider Man also can't cross right, over because with the Avengers. Yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> Mr. Speederman? Speederman. That's Sony, uh, Sony <laughs> property. But you know, it's not impossible. Just like this, it was possible for Marvel and, and DC to have crossovers. They yeah. just you get a lot of lawyers involved. And you know what I hated? Mm. I hated when uh, GI Joe did a GI Joe versus the Transformers oh, yeah, crossover comic oh. because Spider Man appeared in issue three of the Transformers to try to boost sales. And by the transitive property of qualities, what I liked about G.I. Joe was that it wasn't superheroes. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was real world. It real was, world. you know, Larry Hama was a military man. They, they were actually bringing in um, uh, uh, a grounded reality about, the, the, well, not a grounded reality. They had fucking Serpentor. But um, 
you know, it wasn't superheroes. It's like what would happen if there were no if, superpowers. If, there was no magic. If alien transforming robots actually came, okay. Right. So, go, so I'm then, sorry. but the trends of Wait. property of equality is if GI Joe and Transformers can coexist, and Spider Man can coexist with Transformers, then Spider Man can show up in a GI Joe comic, and they just ruined the reality of, of that entire universe. All right. Th- mm. I'm sorry. I'm going back um, to the, the we were talking about bullies. Uh, when you were growing up, who didn't bully you? Uh, no one. Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make these, this is the first time I've made this public, my, my disappointment with the G.I. Joe Transformers crossover and my refusal to buy it. I didn't go around saying these things in class. <laughs> you just said it on the internet to thousands of people. Well, now I'm 40 years old. I go to dance clubs by myself and dance for three hours. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't give a fuck about anything. That's it. That's the takeaway. I don't give a fuck. My I don't. Bill, and I don't give a fuck. I get, yeah. Where's my steak? I got zero give a damn about what anybody thinks about me these days. Oh, we love you. And you don't care. I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> Couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing us down there, uh, Travis Mountain. Uh, the ne- next one's from Leo. Hey, Murps, this question is mainly hey. directed at Emily. I now. love you. But you guys can answer the question, too, if you want to. We no, will. just me. Me. <laughs> me. <laughs> I've been playing um, Shadowrun Returns. Uh, I'm out. And I've got to say, it's the most interesting <laughs> RPG I've played in a while. I was wondering if Emily had played Shadowrun Tabletop RPG along with Shadowrun Returns. Or does her alliance lie with Call of Cthulhu? Call of Cthulhu. Uh, have a fun week. That's from Leo in Finland. Uh, I don't have any. I'm I'm completely open relationship when it comes to tabletop role playing. Ooh, um, that's so progressive oh. of you. I know. I have not played that's... that game that you uh, mentioned there, whose name I've already forgot. Uh, but I will tell you that last night I got together with some nerdy friends of mine, and we played in the nerd voice, please. And we played. <laughs> we played a rousing game of Ghostbusters Two RPG. Oh, nice. It was. Wow. It was. Well, I actually got were you, very. Were you the black one? Very tired. No, he, he you didn't do nothing. He has a name. <laughs> I don't know what it is, he but he has a name. <laughs> he didn't do nothing. Uh, we, uh, Ernie you know, you Tubman play, or something. Ernie, Ernie Ernest Bang, Hudson. Hudson. Ernie Hudson. You play a, you like play a different <laughs> franchise that opens a that opens uh-huh. up a different Ghostbusters franchise. So you're your own you're your own Ghostbusters. Oh, were you Annie Potts? No, you, you don't listen to me when I talk. I though. wasn't listening. Were you at all. a male or a female? I was a female. My name was uh, Georgie Panoski. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's hashtag Georgie Panoski. Georgie uh, yeah, I got very sleepy, so I kind of fell out of it. But it was still fun. What kind of hummus? We actually didn't eat hummus, but it's nice to know you're stalking me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Yako. Yeah, but are you, have you heard of Shadowrun? I've not even. No, I haven't heard of them. Right. I mean, Ghostbusters Two came out in the '80s, so I'm quite a bit behind. Yeah. <laughs> Working your way through the. Work my way yeah. slowly to the present. Yeah, you're still on fourth edition, uh, basic right. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, this next one's from Adam. Adam Elder. Uh, from Indiana. Listening to Emily last week and her problems she's having at work, I can relate to her situation. So I was wondering, uh, Emily had some um, issues with uh, uh, one of her higher-ups, who was a dick, mm-hmm. and uh, HR got involved. So I was wondering if any of you have a good story about quitting a job and or telling a boss off or a prank you pulled on a boss. Thank you all again for the free funnies. Um, P.S. Fuck Phil F. Thank you, Adam. Um, mm-hmm. I, Do you want to hear how that fell out? 
Oh, yeah. I got laid off. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's so okay. So you'll be here every Tuesday. Uh, Wait, now, on what grounds did you get laid off? Hashtag bright side. Uh, no that does not grounds. play well with it was, others? Um, no, it was, I was on paid leave while we were trying to figure out this HR issue, and it was as I was leaving the podcast last week and going into work, uh, my HR woman called and said, um, your boss has hired someone else. Fuck. So, um... He just hired someone out. <laughs> wow. So you can file for unemployment, though, right? Yeah, I can. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's pretty scary to not have a job. But in truth, I fucking was miserable there. So Yeah. yeah. The quality of life is good for yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, being there's always another day, job. Always. You a, could be a fat doctor with two daughters or two, know, two kids. Two kids. Yeah. Two uh, asshole kids, I might asshole add. Asshole kids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> going around. You're growing up bullying being, other kids. Yeah. Repeating uh, the cycle. Uh, I, I the think loop. the biggest thing I ever did was take a paycheck and not do very much work yeah. <laughs> um, at an internet company where there was very little supervision. I was like running, you know, like 12 programmers and I had no idea what I was doing, but it was, that was the biggest prank I ever pulled on a boss. Uh, <laughs> I, I never got, um, I never got, I, I don't have a good quitting job or I got Anybody? I got blasted on whiskey in Ireland when I was working at a youth hostel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, That's yeah right. you mentioned That's a good story. that. Yeah, I uh, when I worked at another law firm, there was nothing to do. There was literally no work. I remember pawing around trying to find work. There was nothing to do, but you can't tell them there's nothing to do because then they'll be like, "Oh well, we'll fire you then because we don't yeah. want to." Yeah. Well, then you must be unnecessary. Yeah, you're unnecessary. So I played. Um, you're redundant. God, I played so much Farmville. <laughs> no, no, no I'm sorry. It wasn't Farmville. It was Frontierville. Oh. I played so much Frontier. Nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, I did lock myself. When I was the administrator for the Women's Education Research Department at uh, basically the, the secretary for the Women's Studies Department at University College Dublin, I did lock myself in the office and sleep on the floor because I was way too hungover to, to work. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I also spent most of my days on the Internet, uh, which was relatively new to me at the time, downloading and printing um, information for touring in the states because i had already i knew at that point that i was going to be moving home hmm. and being in a rock band at home so i was like downloading like club club information booking information <laughs> nice. you know uh nice. college stations yeah. in different towns and i just had these packets stacks of printouts <laughs> um i had sex at the office a few times that was- yeah. That's Little a tabletop you know. role-playing game <laughs> yeah, i can yeah. get down with yeah I had, yeah i'll order I, I, delivery Clam pizza. What was, your job? what was your job? I was managing a bunch of programmers. I had a big office, and uh, I had a, an ex that was working there, and we hooked up from time to time in the office. <laughs> yeah, nice. we did it. There was a. Were you like throwing things off the t- desk? Is it like in the movies, Marty? Is it like in the movies? Tell me, it's like in the movies. Kinda. Yeah, they were renovating half of the offices, so we would. When you're renovating snuck in the there, thing with downstairs, and then. <laughs> <laughs> we did it in the stairwell and then in my office. Stairwell? Were there cameras? Nice. No, no. Good for you. Or I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> stairwell. That took that takes inner thigh strength. Uh it was yeah, it was it was at least the way I picture it in my yeah, head. Yeah. Um and James? Uh I <laughs> You must have done some shenanigans in the service. There was a shenanigan it very similar to uh to Bill's story, uh, I, uh, my friend and I, who started our, our rap group together, that I've talked about on on the breaks and all that. But uh, his name is Junebug, Junebug Slim from uh, from I'm gonna get you sucker. <laughs> yes, he nice. he OG'd. Now, um, <laughs> uh, we got a job at the 
Sacramento uh, Theater. I can't remember the actual name. It's Downtown Theater. Uh, they have a huge. It's the Playhouse, and and there's a huge stage. A lot of rigging involved, and we were hired. We got hired, both of us, to basically help with the rigging and you know getting shit set. You know, <laughs> so the first day we were busting ass. We're like, it was like a commercial for fucking the <laughs> the theater place because we're like, we can do it. <laughs> so we were all stoked. The first night we go home after work. Oh, we go to the store. We get a few forties. A few, a few, a few. nice, and uh, that's that's pretty much all I can remember, except for waking up about mid midday the next day. We were supposed to have already been there, obviously. We were just like, ah, fuck that job. <laughs> nice. We celebrated so hard that we were like, fuck that job. When we finally woke up, yeah, it was bad, but that's a good, it was a good time. Yeah, good times. Good times. Um, we got Chris Brown. He's a. Uh, in Saskatchewan, ah, top of the Chris morning. Brown. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Oh, oh, not that Chris Brown. Not that Chris Brown. <laughs> All right. Uh, I bet, and, and I bet never, that's never. Never gets old for Chris Brown. Uh, <laughs> top of the morning, Smurps. Top of this morning, Murps. Yes. Uh, after top of the morning, Smurps. Smurps. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> after a few weeks of inadequate um, Wi-Fi. Seriously minor internet radio. Significantly minor. I believe I have a MacGyver to solution for my Wi-Fi uh, problem, and I will be able to listen again live once again. That's good to know. Uh, in recent weeks, while enjoying DJ James's Soul Sunday show, oh, hey. I have crushed a bottle of rye. Uh, this <laughs> had me thinking we've talked a lot about um, food, but to my re- recollection, we have discussed alcohol. We have not yet discussed alcohol preferences. Four rows of uh, single barrel. In general and specific brands. Now. I drink I drink lot 15, 25 century reserve rye, uh, but other go-tos are Tanqueray Gin, Bundaberg Rum, and Great Western Original 16 Beer. Um, do any of those come in a box? Uh, <laughs> cheers, Chris Brown. P.S. Fuck Hamilton, a terrible wannabe Cleveland. Um, I'm sorry, you're saying Four Roses? Four Roses Single Barrel is a, is a bourbon that I really enjoy. I mean, I'm sure there's much, much finer, although it's not cheap. Um, but that's, it's really smooth. It goes, goes down a little too quick, but I, I really do enjoy that. We've talked. I feel like we've talked about. Yeah, that you've before. mentioned it yeah. before. Mm-hmm. It's a nice Emily, one. I had a Manhattan for the first time in my life, like two weeks ago. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I had many. You really? <laughs> I thought you'd be drunk after one. I had two and was pretty. Two much is many for Emily. Yeah, yes. I was blitzed till morning. Nice. <laughs> and what was the occasion for that? Uh, the I just show stood wrapped. by myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's good. Do you remember what kind of uh, whiskey they used in it? No, no. I bet it wasn't right. Somebody ordered it for me. Uh, James. I am a cognac man. I love cognac. Oh, nice. I love any any type, except for, the, obviously, like the rot gut. Yeah. If there is such a thing, but I don't I don't mess with that. Usually Hennessy or, or um, uh, what you call it, the other one. <laughs> it gets me drunk. Cor- it's brown. Corvassier. Yeah, Corvassier. There you go. Um, but I do have a new tequila that oh. I like. It's called Viva Los Sanchos Tequila. And okay. it's very, very good. Is uh, it is it a silver one or is it? A, a, they have silver, anejo, yeah. reposado. Oh, so uh, they have the full line. Yeah. And do you and have a preference amongst those? Uh, the silver. I'm a, I'm a silver tequila You're guy. You're a purist. Yeah. You like it clean? Yeah. Well, there's supposed to be a, a big shortage of agave uh, that they're predicting because the demand yeah. is shooting way up and the actual agave that they use in uh, making um, tequila is in... the 
they're having some problems with the uh, yeah. the crops. So, um, so stock up, everybody. Stock up. I went to a wine tasting party. I don't. I know very little about wine. Um, and they did a. You fill out this form and you get points. It's a point system to just decide if you're what sort of taste bracket you're in. Uh-huh. You know, like if you if you like sweet and this and this or, if, or blah blah. blah. Um, and uh, I got a one. I only got one point <laughs> for everything that I filled in. Um, so you just don't. So at the end, they're like beer, right? <laughs> this guy like we'll, we'll get you a beer. Yeah. Um, but it it turned out then there was one wine that they passed around that actually would appeal to people with the in the lower number uh, region. And it was a Malbec, which I'd heard of but had never had before. Yeah. So a very rich red wine, and That's I really great. liked it. And generally, they're, they're they're from Argentina. Is that true? Yeah, you know, it's a French grape that is not really grown there very much, but mm. it's. It thrives in the hills of Mendoza. So do I. <laughs> it was really good. I mean, I, I do like, oddly enough, I like champagne, although not, not necessarily the sweeter stuff, the drier stuff. Oh, sure. mimosas are the best things ever. <sighs> Guys, can we just go get mimosas? Mimosas and residuals. Mimosas and residuals. Todd Haney writes in... Um, Ooh, Ooh, Marty! Ooh, hey now! Hey, we have hey. a phone call. I'm going to play this. We have a very in. special guest right. via the Subway Fresh Take Sorry. hotline. Sorry, Todd. Um, good morning. Good morning, Mister You. How are you? <laughs> you are on live. Hey, it's Dan Etheridge, everybody. Yay! The, the Godfather of this Tuesday morning show. Morning, Dan. <laughs> I want to make you guys an offer you can't refuse. Uh oh! I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> No, I'm coming back on the show December 10th. Yeah. Please join. Wonderful. Please be there. Uh, yeah, no, we've been we've been pimping it, Dan. Seriously. Fantastic. Who's, who else is there? Bill, Emily, Stephen, Bill, L, just Bill, Emily, Emily, and James. Just, just Bill, he says. Yeah. Just, just Bill. Bill, Emily, and James. <laughs> oh, just Bill and Emily. Mm. And James. Deja James. How are yes. you, sir? I'm good, thank you, sir. How are you? All right, let's get into it, Marty. What All do you right. want to talk about? We All got right. one minute. Good talk. How are things back in uh, <laughs> in, in New York? What episode are you on? We are shooting the season finale of the Carrie Diaries. Who did it? Uh, Who did it? Oh, they all did it. <laughs> excellent. They, so, yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, so we're doing that, and then uh, I am moving back to Los Angeles uh, to uh, to uh, see Nick the Dentist. Okay. And uh, next week. So you can join in. The, we're in the middle of the mail sack right now, and we are discussing our drinks of choice. I know you like the Irish car bomb, but is it. Had the, Ooh, has I the, like the Irish car bomb. Has mm-hmm. there been an, a New York drink that, that has done well for you? Well, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the evening, but the, the funny thing that you mentioned about is Saturday night, for the first time, a, a, a couple of the cast members and I went out for some relishing good drinks. And in fact, I led the charge with a few Irish car bombs at uh, McCoy's on Ninth. Um, so it was rather delicious, rather intoxicating. The big mistake of the evening Aww. was that around 5 a.m. after all of that, uh, I had a, a plate of lox, eggs, and onions, and a peanut butter milkshake. Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> How's the diet going, Dan? <laughs> How's the diet going? Are, are you are you still svelte? Put it this way, I hope to lose enough weight to look like Rob Ford soon. <laughs> it was funny, as you were saying that, I, as you were describing that meal, I had you in Rob Ford's suit, looking like, like a, a sweaty Chris Farley. 
And by the way, would you go to bed at 5.30 in the morning on Sunday after a lot of Irish car bombs and a several sidecars and a peanut butter milkshake? Ugh. You don't sleep well. You know, what you, you know what you need? You need some crack. That's yeah, what you need. Some good <laughs> Canadian crack. Oh, how I wish. Anything to not have that milkshake in my gut. Oh. Well, Dan, we look so. forward to you coming back. Um, and, and everybody's been tweeting about you. Um, you even got a, 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 a bad, a, a critical tweet. No. You, yeah, from uh, that fellow Jonah who said I should never come back. I'm awful. Yeah. What so the that's devil? that's awesome. That that means that you're you're achieving you're going beyond MERP status because you know, when you're a MERP you get nothing but love, but when you're a, a MERP with a capital M, that's when you start getting some oh. hate. That's how you know when you're well, you reach the next level. So really a thank you, Jonah, for the hate because I know now that I've I have a more exalted status than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll give every, um, everyone on the cast uh, all of our love. I know they're all big fans. Um, they are. They are indeed. They ask about you often, Marty, and I tell them every time, he's the sweetest man in Hollywood, folks. <laughs> well, um, we have a seat that I'm keeping warm for you, um, and you'll have to come back uh, soon. I recommend well, December 10th. I will be 10th. there December 10th. Thank <laughs> no, you all. No, come back uh, sooner. No, okay. <laughs> all right, I'll let you get back to the mail sack. But promise me you play the mail sack theme song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Six five for you now? Yeah, please. Give us a little. <laughs> I hope everybody on set was watching you do that. <laughs> yes. Hello? Oh, I think we s- lost I think him. He signed off. All right, with that. All well, right. that was it. That was all right. Uh, thank you, Dan. That's at Dan Etheridge. If you want to give him some more, uh, some more Jonah-like, um, you know, support. Uh, and that was either Dan Etheridge at the end of that, or the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, yeah. that was sure. yeah. And he was either doing the male sex song or having a, a grand mal seizure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this is from Todd. Uh, good afternoon, because he's on the East Coast. He started listening at the beginning. He said, at one time, America was a great place to live. Um, he, wow, you really wrote a lot. Sorry. <laughs> uh, one felt that one had unlimited potential and infinite horizons as far as being able to build a secure life for oneself. Uh, now the only ones who have access to a happy future seem to be the ultra-rich. As Marty mentioned, the Dow cracked 16,000 on Monday, bringing shouts of joy and prosperity while the majority of the populace still struggled from day to day, asked to survive on the joke of a minimum wage. When I started working in 1980, it had just surged to 3.35 an hour. Comparatively, it's at the same uh, level today. We can't expect a political solution to this. You cannot run for any major office in this country unless you already have a bulging wallet and have access to those with, whose bank accounts are even bigger. Uh, the, these forces do not want the citizenry to have a chance to uh, become as they are, after all. How can they better... Uh, how can they be better than us if we have an equal chance to have the riches they have? You can't share it uh, and keep it. You can't share it out and keep it all to yourself. After all, so suffer, bitches, suffer. It doesn't matter that the rich prosper almost six years after the financial disaster that um, uncontrolled breed brought about. Uh, if you po folks were meant to be successful, then you would be. Damn it. Uh, by the way, quarantine bill as soon as possible. Stop the plague before it spreads. Emily, great to hear about your blood donation. Wait, did you give blood? Nope. They, uh, as a sample. Testing it. Sorry. Uh, that was really... You selfish bastard. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, by the way, Mr. Oh. You didn't have a crush on Dan before you do now. Yeah. He just yeah. tweeted in that he hung up on himself accidentally doing the mail sack song. <laughs> <Stop> Adorable. <laughs> uh, so... 
<laughs> Todd closes with, uh, keep bringing the Tuesday funny, everyone. It's a bright spot in the week. Hanging with you guys. Wonderful. Long days and pleasant nights. Todd, Todd, you encapsulated uh, what I try to say You know, in months. You did that very well in just two paragraphs. Wonderful. So, uh, wonderful. Uh, and then we have our last one. And then we'll call it a day. It's from Darren Husted in Wolf Amsterdam. Good morning, this morning, M Dog, J Dog, B Dog, and E Dog. Saw gravity in IMAX on Sunday. My biggest issue was that Sandra Bullock is called Ryan because her father wanted a boy. Such a fucking stupid reason to give a female character a male name. Would say more about the film, but don't want to spoil it. Regards, Darren from Wolf Amsterdam. Uh, P.S. Robert Plant is going to play for the Wolfhampton Wanderers, play football as opposed to any musical instruments. Oh, that's fascinating. He's going to get injured fast. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts? Um, I don't even remember that plot point. Yeah. I yeah, I remember it was very brief. My cousin's name is Ryan, and it wasn't because they wanted a boy. It's because it's, it's a, a sexy name it's for a cool girl. Ass name. They're yeah. trying to be trendy or something. Is it a trendy name? Uh, it's trendy to give girls boys names. It, right. it can be sexy. It can be dumb. I'm gonna name my daughter sexy. Bill. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> a daughter named Bill, boy named Sue. Yeah, a boy named Sue. Written by Shel Silverstein. <laughs> it was. Did it you was. Know yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, so I just like the name Shell Silverstein. Yeah. Shell Silverstein. <laughs> Is he I've friends with Spider Man? I've been reading uh, Shell Silverstein poems to the kids that I Those are I the read best. For. Oh, really? What kids do you read for it? Oh, have, oh yeah, you mentioned it. I've been it um, Yeah, Olympic primary. I read for four <laughs> different classes, primary school kids. And uh, when I have time left at the end, I. I botched this so I, badly. I hope you don't talk about personal issues. Uh, never. Yeah, right. <laughs> never. Hey, never. kids. I dress up like a pirate or a vampire. And do it just gets voices. worse. The um, future is a black abyss. Every once in a while, I'll lob a joke aimed at the uh, teacher. Oh, um, very good. That'll ingratiate you. Uh, yeah, you they go. crack up. Yeah, they're, I know. They're around the kids, kids all day. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, if there's time at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, okay, guys, choose a number between... I looked at the book. It's 183 pages. Choose a number between 1 and 183. And, of course, they're four and five years old. So it's like six. I'm like, okay, great. And I'm like, oh, you know what, guys? My mistake. The book actually doesn't start until page nine. So we need a number between nine and 183. Seven. Uh, bigger. Four. Uh, bigger than four. Three. Uh, no. Uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest number you know? You open it up to the middle and you go right on page six. But I was trying. Yeah. Oh, I can't lie to them. Um, and I was like, guys, between nine and finally one kid goes ten. I was like, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> Where are the sidewalk right. ends. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course I start the first line of the poem when everyone raises their hand to shout out the next number for the next poem. I'm like, guys. <laughs> Oh. We're, we're done with. Got to listen to the fucking poem first. <laughs> I'm gonna have to blame you for that one. Uh, I blame Shel Silverstein and all the other Jews. Two, numbers yeah. on yeah, too soon, man. The book starts on page one, Dick. So where can people? When, when do you do that so people can come? People and, can come. <laughs> yeah, I do it Thursday mornings. Thursday mornings, and uh, right? I will be playing Santa and handing out books to all the kids. Well, you um, got the beard in Christmas. So yeah. I, if you guys want to come dressed as elves and help me out. I looked at Emily because she's short. Um, <laughs> by all means, come join me because I'm going to run out of material within an hour, easy. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's what Bill's got going on in his life. Jealous. <laughs> yeah. It's very. Emily, are you actively looking for work? 
Yeah, I am. I, okay, uh, if anybody has a job for Emily. Yeah, has a job. Yes. I started, I made a little um, recording studio in my closet. Oh, nice. And oh. I want to start doing... Um, oh, that's one use for a closet. Yeah. <laughs> I, the other is for your clam pizzas. Yeah, yeah, or the skeletons. Your performances? <laughs> um, what was that one you were talking about? Didn't they... Oh, yeah, I have a performance in San Francisco. I still haven't found the Oh, I hadn't heard about that. That's December 7th. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be able to spend a little bit of, like, a day in San Francisco, and I hope it. I hope that will be fun. Um, nice. I'm going to, there's a whole lot of regional auditions coming up that I'd like to get into, and it'll be... Uh, I'm sorry, you, you're doing the studio for... To do audiobooks. Oh, to do audiobooks. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, there so places... I've been recording samples. Like, to record a 10-minute sample, what ends up as an 8-minute sample, took me three hours. Yeah. Did you read uh, eight minutes of Game of Thrones in the nerd voice? No, but maybe I will. I am doing I am doing a whole lot of accents. I did An the, entire audiobook in the nerd voice. I did some P.G. Woodhouse and some Irvine Welsh. Nice. Those are the first nice. two that I've done. And then I have to do something in a normal voice, but I don't know what I want that to be. I was thinking of doing Super Gods, but he's Glaswegian, so... I know there. I know somebody who does volunteer work reading books on tape. You know, I, I think it's to for obviously for uh, for blind people. But oh, you know, cool. Um, so I don't know if that's. I mean, you don't get paid for it, but you might get something. Yeah, I tape. need money. Make, oh yeah, yeah. Heard, heard <laughs> make some contacts, yeah. plant some seeds. That yeah. twelve years later, may, I want to turn into a one hundred dollar job. Read hustlers yeah. to blind vets. Yeah. <laughs> so that? imagine the biggest jugs ever. <laughs> Double it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, by the way, how did the, the podcast, the last um, uh, Lovitz one, go? Who was uh, on it again? Uh, somebody big was on it. Uh, the last one we had was Lorraine Newman. No, we still have oh, Chris Hardwick coming. Oh, and by the way, yeah, yeah. I'll just close with this. Uh, everybody should go online, and you know he does Talking Dead, and he did the last one um, the day after his father died, and he oh. he made a very heartfelt, uh, lovely uh, shout out to his father and to families in general. At the end of uh, Talking Dead. At the end of Talking Dead. Well, I gotta check it out. I haven't seen the last one. My friend directed that last episode. And wow. uh, and his show Name got dropper. picked up. So I know. I didn't say his name, though. <laughs> Very sad for Chris Hardwick, but uh, happy for his career. But I want to yeah. draw his attention to this, because it, it sounds like he really affected him mm. yeah. with his work. No, it's, it's, it's gone, it was on the Reddit. Oh, well, then he doesn't need me. He's yeah, probably heard of it. Uh, all right. So with that in mind, we will see you next Tuesday. Yes, we will. Adios. Hey, everybody. This is Ming Chen from the East Coast edition of This Morning Show. And you're listening to the West Coast edition with my main men, Dan Etheridge, Marty Yu, and, uh, and Jam Master James, who I love more than anybody in the world. Oh. West Coast, West Side. West Side. If that Hit that fuck! Hit that fuck!
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.